Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Morning all. Great photographs making the echo today and also the examiner where the uh, super snapper, the photojournalist uh, Eddie O'Hare was around all sorts of places. He was in Reardon's, he was in Clancy's, he was in all the different cafes and restaurants taking photographs of people. He was on the streets of Princess Street because they put out all of the tables and chairs. Tom saw two conflicting photographs in Princess Street in the earlier part of the day, of the day there was like um, one, two, three, four, about five vans parked in a line and then there was tables and chairs around it and I said that's not really in the spirit of what this is all about move the vans and then later in the day the vans were gone and all of the street was full of tables and chairs and one of the girls that was uh, snapped in the echo says it's like it's a bit like Spain they love people watching and this photograph after photograph of people ordering food and drinks but one thing struck me as odd last night kind of in a funny way and I was looking through different photographs particularly Echo Live and things like that and again this morning there were reams and reams and reams of photographs of people on Princess Street and in restaurants and all sorts of places but not one photograph had a morsel of food on the table. <laughs> now, I know that people were ordering food, and that's the way of it, and there was menus there, and some had knives and forks and napkins, but no food, not a bread roll, not a chip, not a bowl of soup, only pints, and Prosecco, and wine and stuff like that. We got a Vox this morning, actually, from the streets, which I'll play in a few minutes' time from Seamus, Seamus from the different businesses. And it was between two minds as to whether I play Food Glorious flu- Food from the musical Oliver, or Red Red Wine, from UB40. I haven't quite made up my mind again, but the Echo says this morning, Cork City awakes. And then there's loads of other photographs of barbers and hairstylists and people in hair salons doing their thing. Did you know that a little drinking can help you thinking? Latest research says that a daily pint of beer or a daily glass of wine boosts brain power and protects memory in old age. So if Bambi's giving you grief about having a pint a day, tell him, it's good for me. It's good for the brain, you know. My memory... Hold on to it. Here we go again as the Cork barbers and salons open. It's like the first day back in school, some businesses were saying. Most Cork businesses opened yesterday. Those that didn't were only waiting a week, maybe 10 days. And the creches are back. The Echo this morning talks of Cork's creches and childcare centres introducing the clay pod model to manage the risk of a COVID-19 outbreak. Kissing the Blarney Stone um, is back again. Um, it's open for business. Um, they've got strict guidelines in place because now um, they have a WHO-approved cleanser to protect visitors coming in contact with it. Are you telling me that in the past they didn't sanitise the stone as everybody kissed it? Probably not. I suppose you have to sanitise stone, but they're going to do it from now on. Clonic Kilty's come up with a voucher scheme, which is a great idea. Something along the lines of for every hundred euro you spend, you get an extra twenty euro to spend. So that's a great initiative, and maybe the city and more county towns should take that on board. You will be fined in the coming weeks if you don't wear a mask on public transport. That's a story from the Examiner today, uh, where they talk about uh, you know maybe there's not a huge take up, or at least not everybody's wearing masks on public transport. But one of the things you need to worry about is the number of cases of COVID is beginning to increase again with new clusters. So the reported cases are on the rise. As people regain their freedom. But Tony Holohan is saying in both the front of the Independent and the front of the Mail today, don't go abroad on your holidays. Uh, where are you going on your holidays? Well, he's saying certainly not overseas. And he says if you have holiday plans in the coming weeks, he's saying cancel them because COVID-19 is on the rise again. And there are problems with regards to younger people as lockdown eases, the amount of young people now contracting COVID-19 is on the increase. So thousands of people who have booked summer holidays abroad are being advised to cancel them. Talk about confusion. Airports open, right? Airlines flying, and people have been told, 
don't go on your holidays. The shops have closed again in Leicester in England. It's the first uh, city in England that's gone back into lockdown since they opened up. Uh, and uh, trains and bus passengers dominate many of the papers with masks on board, many and others then with none at all. Some of the lighthearted stories feature in the UK now, uh, if you're getting married, your father won't be allowed to walk you down the aisle. Um, is that, should that not be up the aisle? Maybe it's up and down the aisle, I'm not quite sure, but fathers will be banned from walking down the aisle arm in arm with their daughters under new rules for weddings. Um, not so sure why. I mean, I might have to drill into that story. I mean, they're from the same household. Um, people are hugging again now, and people are face kissing again now, and people are shaking hands again now. It seems as if they've just forgotten. Uh, and maybe that's the reason why numbers are on the rise again. Um, but Cork did really well at the Irish Hotels Federation, and we know... Um, of uh, super concierge John at the Metropole. Castle Marta Resort has, na- has been named Best Five Star Hotel, reading from this morning's Mirror. Great news for the Montanati Hotel, the best boutique, boutique hotel in Ireland. And it also won particular praise uh, for its rejuvenated gardens and terrace, which are absolutely a joy to behold and open for business should you wish to go and visit. But, um, the, you know, did you ever get your car dinged or danged in a car park of a supermarket or a shopping mall? Well, if it was done by a runaway trolley, you can actually go to court if you can find the person whose trolley it was and the car. Because there was a small claims court uh, case yesterday that makes the star where a shopper has been ordered to pay nearly €820 Euro for damages caused, by a ca- caused to her car because of a runaway shopping trolley. Two women in court, one sued the other and won. The woman who won said at one stage that the other woman said to her, it's not my fault, she said. It's not my fault, it's the store's fault because the trolley has no brakes. The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco, we'd like to ask all our customers to respect our dedicated times for our over 65s and family carers. That's the power of the small claims court, as it was. And one or two other things. A pint a day or a glass of wine is good for your memory. And if you've been nagging or nitpicking your partner all their lives, you're literally nagging that person to death. There's a story in The Sun today says that nagging your partner for their faults over and over again will send them to an early grave. Scientists discovered older people who reported higher levels of criticism from their partner were significantly more likely to die within the next five years. Um, I wonder uh, <laughs> if there's anything to do with being surveyed that kills you as opposed to being nagged that kills you. And as you settle back into the glass of vino or two, they now have invented a paper wine bottle. This is from the Times UK this morning, so we know that they're getting rid of uh, cork tops and their screw tops now, but now they'll be getting rid of glass. So you'll have a screw top paper bag. A 75 cell, um, CL ba- um, bottle has just been invented using recycled paper board with a kind of a food grade liner in the inside because you'd wonder like with paper or with cardboard surely it would leak ah they're way ahead on that they have a liner inside in the bottle and it made a cardboard lines open at one 104 you can text 086-8104-106 let us accentuate the positivo as Cork businesses gave a massive welcome back to customers as they flock back to pubs and restaurants and hairdressers and barbers and creches well, kids went to crash, I suppose, following months of lockdown. So we had 100,000 employees welcomed back to work across the country and families were reunited as travel limits were lifted. I drove down to Kerry yesterday afternoon, came back at 5 a.m. this morning. It was nice to get down and see if the house was still standing. It was. But the morning was glorious coming back because you had a fabulous low mist on the mountains. So lower parts of the mountains were covered in mist coming up over Kells Bay. 
this is like half past five this morning, and then the upper part of the mountains were revealed to the sky. It was like breathtaking to see those kind of scenes again. Even to see open stretches of beaches at Ross Bay and things like that were amazing. But Seamus Whelan hit the roads yesterday to see how day one of the easing of restrictions went as we... uh, Move through phase three reopening. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm from Styles and Farnry. I'm delighted to be back. The buzz here this morning was great to see everyone coming in and um, they're all happy. Do you know you'd miss the conversations when you're at home and you're talking to the same people all the time? You wouldn't have much to talk about. So it was great to come in this morning now and have different conversations with different people. Like, if I don't have an appointment free now again till the 23rd of July. I come here all the time and I was the last before the lockdown and I was the first this morning and I have to thank Julie for that and I have it done now and I have nowhere to go <laughs> and I'm not going to a pub for an hour and five minutes is there nowhere what is it I don't even know I just got my colour down know this morning for the first time since February so delighted to be here well, I come to Julie every single week, week in, week out, for a couple of years. So I just missed coming down, having the crack, having the shots, because it's fabulous. Alan's coming to the girls are fab. So delighted to be back. And they have everything in place, all the precautions. They didn't up their prices or anything, which is a bonus again. Yeah, Jonathan here from uh, Tony's Beach on our Main Street. So first day back, uh, excited. It was a slow start, but kind of about 10 o'clock now this morning. It's full house ever since, so uh, delighted. We, d- we just have a walk-in system now, kind of, kind of suits us. As well. our, our trade will be kind of more, uh, more faster, you know, so people don't tend to linger that long. So it kind of suits our, our business, so it's just walk up and uh, we look after you. We lost about half our, our tables, but um, listen, it is what it is, and we'll just have to adapt and uh, and see how things go. We walked no, the whole of Parsley just to come back here. <laughs> we did. We went to Mass first this morning, I'll be honest, and they're not that good living. But we went for the, from Pennies the whole way back down here. I said I'm going to Tony's Bistro. <laughs> Every day we pass, walk, walk, walk up and down that and walk up the street and everywhere in Cork. But it'll be always there, like, secrets, you know. We, and when he saw the door open, we, we, we rushed up. I said, we, get in fast. <laughs> it's a pleasure to come in here. The food is lovely. It's a new learning curve for everybody. You just have to get on with it and hope for the best. And I'm delighted he's back up and running. It's great to see them all back. This is the Oliver Plunkett on Oliver Plunkett Street and we're absolutely delighted to be reopened today. Booking situation all right, but we are we have the size so we will take walk-ins with a name and contact number for the computer just to keep the controlled environment. It's a great relief to be back meeting the people again. We've got a very regular trade here in the Oliver Plunkett so we're delighted to see them. Uh, we're obviously missing the tourism so we're trying to stay local, shop local and keep the city up and running and get it up and boosted again, you know. It's there's been a few pints, yeah. There's been a few pints, a few wines. Yeah, yeah, it's been good. People have been delighted to see the pints. There's been a few of our local lads in with their pint of Guinness and it's deli- It's great to see it. Absolutely great to see it. We've been, uh, yeah, we've been open since half a station. We're open until 10 o'clock at night for food and people are supporting us well, you know. We look after them, they look after you. Very pure cork, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to be back. Out and about normal again was walking around to get a haircut like in when I see where I had to get my hair cut I see it all open then so I come in for a, bu- a bit of grub and a pint long waited for to sit down and enjoy a pint uh, my name is Anne Zager and I have 51 Corn Market Street which is a cafe and restaurant on the Colkey 
So um, we, we've opened up um, over the weekend and a couple of days last week just reintroducing ourselves to our customers with um, takeaway coffees and scones just to kind of get the word out there and say hello to people again. Um, it was nice to see the buzz around the cold key. Um, I think everyone's enjoying being out and summer's kind of coming at the right time and just people are more used to being outside now and the, the treat of being served is back again. So as of next week now, we'll be running our full lunch menu and lunch menu and again with uh, plenty of outside seating, plenty of space. Hi, my name is Roy O'Connell. I'm the general manager of the Elm Tree in Glanthorn. We've been, we've been waiting for this date to get up and running again. You know, the Elm Tree has a large, a large complement of staff and uh, we've some great great regulars and you know what we we miss them it's great to be open we we did a lot of work in the background we um we did uh social distancing we've removed some of our tables we've sanitizing stations at both entrances and exits we have an alarm clock set around the three sections in the building when that goes off all the staff will sanitize their hands all the staff had to complete a return to work covid online safety course uh, we have protective uh, gear as well for all of our staff the ppe we have the face visors um, and we also have protective screens in between the tables that are 1.5 metres together. So we've put a lot of effort and a lot of time and energy into to getting it right and safe for people. We, we've lost a small bit of space. The tables that we took out of the main floor to make it safer for everyone, we've now incorporated into our bank lounge. So instead of leaving that closed Monday to Friday or Monday to Thursday, we've made that part of our restaurant now. So our capacity, thank God, has, um, has stayed the same. It's been very tough. Um, you know, you're, you're looking around, you're, you're reading the papers and you're seeing of businesses, strong businesses that have been open for a decade and, and longer and they're not reopening again. It's, you know, it's worrying. But thankfully, the LM Tree's very solid foundation and we've got a great loyal, loyal customer base, so we're delighted to, to get open again. If you have a booking, we'll have the table ready and sanitised for you. We'll be, you'll be sat down. If you haven't got a booking, it's no problem at all. We'll do our best and hopefully we'll have a table for you within five to ten minutes. When we're at capacity, that's when, look, maybe have a drink outside while you're waiting for a table and we'll pop out and get you and bring you in. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's nice to be able to get out to the house and enjoy a, a nice meal again. It's not too different. The the screens, they're, they're quietly done, so it's not too obvious. So it's still a nice atmosphere inside. Uh, we come with the kids and that. It's good. Great. Great. Usual, high-class quality service. We missed um, the friendliness, the experience of going to a restaurant and actually sitting down, having a glass of wine, and so forth. So it was absolutely brilliant to be back this evening. The staff are absolutely brilliant. Like we had three kids with us today, and they were superb with them. We were pretty happy to actually be at a restaurant for the first time in a while, and we didn't drink now, but I can just imagine how how happy some people would be for for pint like. So um, no, I felt normal enough. Like the masks aren't intruding at all, and it's just for everyone's safety. So and they have boards, like, but that's it's just for safety, and it was didn't impact the day at all. Rupert Holmes and the song of escape, which was uh, what yesterday was all about for many people, escaping the pina colada song. I'm sure a few of those were drank with uh, beans on toast or buffalo wings, whatever the case may be yesterday. But it's interesting. You listen to the lyrics of that song, you'd almost think it was like um, requirements for job applicants. Pina colada, getting caught in the rain, not liking yoga, into champagne. Because there's an amazing article this morning that I was reading online uh, regarding a fellow who's got a whole lot of pubs and restaurants in the UK and he's looking to staff up. This is a story from Teenside where he says he admits to people who are applying for jobs as, um, you know, barkeeps and waiters and kitchen porters and pot washers. He says, yes, you will be working for an A-hole.
but who isn't these days? But he says, I'm a very fair a-hole. Everyone who works with me now enjoys being here. But he says, from the point of view of job applicants, he says, interviewees are told not to come for interview with chipped fingernails, scraggly hair, or that kind of just-been-on-the-session red eyes. Come looking to impress me. If you come and your clothes are creased to bits, then I won't be having your lazy ass anywhere near my bar. Look good and feel good. <laughs> if you tick all of those boxes, he'll interview you. If you don't, don't bother turning up. But it's an amazing thing, all of the confusion. Two of the papers this morning. Don't go abroad on your holiday. Cancel your holiday plans. And so when people then try and cancel their holiday plans, as we found yesterday, they get all sorts of jip from Aer Lingus and from Ryanair or maybe even the hotel overseas or the apartment you've booked. Like, for instance, we were meant to be going on holidays in July. I wouldn't feel safe bringing my young kids abroad. Uh, I was having hassle trying to cancel my accommodation with Alpha Rooms. In the end, I decided to block the final payment via my bank. However, the payment has now still come out of my bank. Do you know if I can request the bank to refund this as I already put a block on the payment? Well, I don't know. Have you tried talking to your bank about that? I can tell you one thing. Alpha Rooms, the worst booking engine I have ever used and will never use them again. I used them once uh, going to Washington, arrived at the hotel and they said, sorry, we have no rooms here, but we're sending you somewhere else. I was supposed to get a refund of the difference from Alpha Rooms. In spite of calls and calls and calls, they completely ignored me. And I will never use them again. Be very careful if you're booking with the different uh, dot-com uh, booking agencies and booking engines because some of them are dodgy enough. I was going to race from Cork on July 9th and my flight got cancelled. However, I am getting a refund for this. Whenever it comes into my account is another story. They're only cancelling some flights. They cancelled our flight to Poland. The morning flight had been cancelled, but the evening time still goes ahead. So we were lucky. We had the morning flight going over. Airbnb, somebody else says, refunded our money when we cancelled within 24 hours of the accommodation we're booked. I think Airbnb are pretty good at this uh, COVID-19 stuff at the moment. Uh, how do people spend this kind of money on flights without taking out travel insurance? Somebody else suggests, well, yesterday morning I found that people with Gold Star travel insurance weren't covered uh, when they wanted to cancel because the recommendation from the Department of Foreign Affairs is not to travel. And that was one of the incident issues that Deirdre Budd had yesterday when we were talking to on air. But we got some good news for her this morning. Deirdre, good morning. Good morning, Neil. So I think Seamus told you earlier that uh, Ryanair have agreed to give you a family voucher that you can uh, that you can use next year, I believe. How's that sound That's to you? Right. Um, they rang me last night after six o'clock, and um, he said that he'd give us a vouch. He said, "I see you're looking for a voucher for your holiday," and he said, "As a gesture of goodwill, we're going to offer you vouchers to cover you for twelve months minimum." Now he wanted me to book something there and then. But I said, no, I couldn't do that. Um, so he he said, look, we'll give you a voucher and you can use it any time up to past September. So the full value, September of 2021. Full, full value, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. what had they been saying before that? Um, just remind people who might not have heard. Um, they were saying that I wasn't entitled to anything, that the flight was still going ahead on Thursday and that I wouldn't get any any money or vouchers back. Okay, so we made some calls on your behalf yesterday and they changed their mind. So are you happy enough with that now? I am happy. No, I would have preferred a refund, obviously, you know, know, to make a holiday in Ireland and put it back into the economy, you know, but look, I did ask him a few times and he said no, but, you know, it's it's better than nothing at all. Yeah, because they're saying the flight's going, if you're not on it, that's your problem, you see. Exactly, yeah. And I just heard you saying there that they're cancelling flights or they're giving people refunds on the 9th of July, you know. 
they're giving some people refunds. You know, I can't see why they can't give everyone refunds. Yeah. And that's another thing there, Neil. We looked as well for the, the current flights that we were going on Thursday and they're gone down from 2,400, which I paid in January, to 746 that's the thing. now. 746 from 2,400. Isn't that a, an incredible reduction? Isn't it? Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it is. You know? It's, yeah, but at, le- at least you have 2,400 as a voucher, not 740, which is something, but, you know. Exactly. Money would yeah, be better, exactly. but at least there's something in it, okay? It is, and I hope everyone else will get will get some bit of, you know, call back from them as well, you know, and thanks very much. I really appreciate it. Not at all. Take care of yourself, Deirdre, and whenever you get away, well done. Now, the only person that uh, that we need to get sorted now at this stage in yesterday morning's programme, because she came on air and chatting with her was is Rosari so I know that Seamus is still working on your case with uh, Ryanair Rosari and I hope that uh, as they call it a gesture of goodwill that they might decide to give you a, a either your family because you've got elderly parents and stuff like that uh, a refund or at the very least a voucher for another time but at least something to the value of your booking so if that happens well and good morning uh, says Jen while it's great to see the economy open what I saw yesterday filled me with dread we booked a table in a restaurant and pub in the city for four of us last night at eight o'clock none of the staff were wearing masks there was no enforcement of the length of time we could stay a number of groups were certainly not ordering food including a group of eight elderly men who were just drinking pints. It was heartbreaking that a pub I thought would be better was so poorly following the guidelines. I felt sorry for the young staff who were doing their very best, but management needs to lead and enforce the rules. I'm very disappointed in the older customers for whom everyone has made such efforts during lockdown. We all want this to succeed, but we need to abide by the rules, says Jen. And what she saw last night was certainly, we're not within the spirit of it, certainly from the point of view of food. Food. You can have a drink, but you must order food. She said she saw none of that last night. Uh, we'll come back to calls and texts after these. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Okay, good news actually in one or two cases. My daughter was due to go and do, do on her Leaving Cert holiday on the 15th of July to Santa Ponza with Tui. They got a full refund plus 20% too. It's great for them. So they got all the money back plus 20% extra money. That sounds hard to believe. We got a full refund from Ryanair for a trip to Poland that was cancelled in April. We are now booked to spend Christmas in Lanzarote. We're looking forward to having our Christmas Day dinner in Finnegan's Wake Bar. I've heard you've given out 40 euro vouchers that can be used over there. Is that right, Neil? Yes, it is. Please keep me in mind for a voucher. There'll be 16 of us heading over, says Caroline. Well, consider yourself in the club. We'll organise a 40 euro voucher for you. Just come back to me at some stage with a full postal address and we'll get that one sorted for you. Back to the phone lines we go. Emily, good morning. Morning, how are you? you? I'm good, thank you. Uh, did you get any sleep at all last night? I did, yeah, I was up early this morning. You and me, you got, what time are you up at? Um, I woke up, I got up at quarter past five. I, ah, was, I was up before you, yeah, I was up at five. Oh. <laughs> anyway, what, <laughs> you, what did you see? All I saw was mountain mist. You saw something awful, did you? Yeah, it was terrible. I was driving through Douglas and it was actually when I came home and told my brother, he was saying he drove through at 11 o'clock and he saw the same thing. But outside KC's, they had put out, obviously, last night, their two refuse bins, like, for their food waste. And I presume it was a group of, like, young people tipped the two bins all over, like, the road, the footpath. 
like mounds of food waste all over the place. It was disgusting. Like, actual food waste, disgusting. was it? We're not talking about wrapping or papers or no, styrofoam. No, this, this was their, yeah, their food waste. Like it wasn't like bin bags. It was food waste and like, yeah, like all the birds all over the place had a field day. But um, it was just terrible to see. Um, do you know, and I walk, I drove past then again, gone seven, and it had been cleaned up. I presume it was a staff that had to come down and shovel it all back up again. But yeah, it was desperate. Like I know, desperate. I know. They are, like I know the people at KCs are plagued with problems like that. But the staff and the management and the owners go out regularly and they do their best to clean up Douglas. Um, usually, it's it's the punters who are buying things to just throw away the wrapping and throw away the boxes and stuff. It's yeah. KC it's litter can be bad. McDonald's litter is even worse in Douglas. But these are just. Idiots, right? Kicking it all yeah, over the road. Yeah, it's so unfair. Like, I remember a few weeks ago as well, you know, inside the park, there's the horse box, uh, the doe hut. Where's he's that? Inside, he's inside the Douglas Park, you know, he is... There's oh, yeah, lovely little coffee. unit there, yeah, yeah, makes small yeah. donuts, yeah. He put up on his social media there probably about three weeks ago, um, like, just pictures of the entrance of the park like that now, littered with takeaway rubbish and had to clean it all up. Um, just people, I don't know, they just don't care. Like, rubbish is an issue all over Cork, but I just think it's terrible to see. Like, I'd hope that with the one now this morning, KC's, that, like, there would be CCTV and, like, people who did it, they should get a fine. Because, like, it was, like, so intentional. It's absolutely so unfair. Heading home, let's tip all of the bins out and, and kick it all over yeah. the road, yeah, for a laugh. And we'll have a good laugh, lads. Because, like, like, last night, I, like, I was walking, went to my walk around Douglas around five o'clock. And I was walking up to Carriglane Road and I could hear a, like a huge gang inside the Mangla like having a party and like all, probably all underage people. Yeah. But yeah. like like when I was young, like when I was out in Douglas, like hanging around, like we'd be out and we'd be hanging around, but like we'd never, you know, that kind of carry on, like, like doing that, like tipping over a food bin or breaking windows. Even, even if you were to say to young people who are old enough to drink, um, okay, listen, if you're going to go drinking, just bring your junk home with you, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just it's, take it away. Like it's kind of gone like next level. Like you know, with young people, especially like I don't know if it was, I presume it was young people that did the bins last night. Um, but I just think it's just like I was a Christ, like when we were growing up, there was if there was so, I, I feel like in my group, if there was someone did that, like someone would have been like, "What are you doing?" You know, like it yeah, wouldn't have been tolerated. Yeah. Like yeah, they, you, know, you I, had cop on, then you see, I, I don't know, they were probably langers, but they don't, you don't even know anymore whether it's drugs or drink or a combination of both. But you know, the park in Douglas, do they actually have bins in the park? I know they do in the playground. But like that gets closed up. But I think it's in the other way. The playground is. So uh, there's no actual bin where people can as, put rubbish in the park. As, as far as I know, I don't think there is. Well. I know, like that, the horse box, the doe hut, He has his own bin that he has like outside for when he's serving customers. Yeah. But as far as I can see, I'm sure. But but there's bins like where that picture now was. I was talking about weeks ago. There's bins there by roosters and stuff, isn't there? Can on that stretch of the road and. Like Church Road, I'm sure there is, but like, um, um, it's not a solution, but, but it would help, you know, if there were more bins. Oh, Particularly the, you know, the very yeah. big ones you see in Spain. They have the kind of uh, the slip back lids on them. They're huge. Yeah, they're everywhere. The problem here, yeah, I said problem here with people bringing their domestic rubbish yeah, down. Well, I suppose, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so uh, it's just. But I know it was a terrible to see. I thought it was just so unfair. The staff had to come down early. On a Tuesday morning, have to clean that. Like it was awful. Well, in fairness to them, at least they, they at least they did it. You know, they had their yeah. civic duty in mind and they did it. But the idiots who kicked it all over the road, they're, sure, they're probably sleeping it off now anyway.
Yeah, that's happening. Yeah. We'll probably hear more of those stories now that um, people can get drink in pubs and stuff like that again, you know? More than yeah. missing. Yeah. Thanks all yeah. the same, Emily. Take care. Have a good day. Neve, good morning. Good morning. How are you, You had a near miss, didn't you? Very, very near miss. Could this have been I like, did. was this peanut oil, do you think, or what would have been used? Do you um, know? Honestly, I don't know. Um, it was a may contain warning was my, my issue. It was a what? A may contain nuts warning. Right. Okay. So what's the so backstory? What happened? So basically the backstory is on Saturday night, just gone, myself and my partner decided we'd get patchy as a takeaway. Bit of pizza Saturday night, you know yourself. Um, so went online. Now this is the first time I've had a patchy since being diagnosed recently. Yeah. So... Did some, you know, rigorous checks because I'd have to do that myself to have a bit of confidence in it. Um, couldn't find any mention anywhere of because you have peanut. a severe peanut and tree nut allergy. I do, I yeah. do. Um, and I they have a list of allergens on their online menu, do they? They do, they right. do. They're okay. quite good with with that, to be fair. But um, couldn't find anything basically, so I went ahead and ordered it. Thought it was safe for myself. Um, now, whether it was fate or whether my partner just made a mistake, there was something wrong with the, the delivery address. You know, we decided to get it delivered so we wouldn't have to go out and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know, ring the store. We need to rectify the address, otherwise it'll go somewhere else. So he rang the store and no problem to rectify the address. But thankfully, the young lady who was working was on the ball. Um, they have a comments box, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but... I, they have a comments box which you can use with kind of the chef or whatever just out of habit I popped into that you know I have a severe nut allergy just to make them aware and thankfully the young lady on the other end of the phone was on the ball and she checked the allergen folder that they have in store and it turned out that two of the toppings that we had ordered on the pizza had may contain warnings on them and you know unfortunately if we hadn't rung the store that would have come out to us and I would have eaten it and could have been a different story. And what would have happened then if you if you'd eaten that? No, it depends obviously on what nut was in it. Um, if it was something I wasn't allergic to, nothing would have happened. But had it been a peanut or had it been a cashew nut, which are my two issues, the chances are I'd have been going into anaphylaxis. Do you know? And it's not worth it. It it definitely wasn't going to be worth it. Like I don't want to seem like I'm having a go at a patch or anything because I'm really not. I'm really grateful for the way they were. You know, I just want to highlight the issue to other people out there who have any form of allergy, whether, you know, it's peanuts and nuts like I do or whether it's, you know, a dairy or an egg allergy. I just want people to be even more aware. Yeah, but how come online it didn't say anything about nuts, but she cross-checked something else that did for the same pizza, was it? I don't know, yeah. What kind of pizza did you order? It was one of the create-your-own ones, you know, the way you can... Pop yeah. on whatever you fancy on top. Now I don't know whether it was on the website and I missed it. And if that's the case, you know I'll hold my hand up. Well, let them let them go back and take a look again at their list of allergens. But I think that that staff member was on the ball picking up the she uh, really was the allergen really and was. reading your notes and comments. You see, yeah, she really was because you know she was on the ball. And if she hadn't been, like I said, you know the reality of having a diagnosed food allergy is it's quite serious. You know, it's not just a sore tummy and a few hives that you can get. You know, it has the potential to become life-threatening within minutes. And I don't mean to be dramatic about that, but that's the reality of it. I know. And do you have an EpiPen nearby then? I have two Anapens that I always have on me, you know, so... You know, it, it's already. But let's say you now. didn't; it would have been it would be an entirely different story, of course. Oh God, yeah, 
yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you get Did you get a pizza on Saturday night? I didn't. I had to cancel the order. I, I decided it wasn't worth it. But like I said, the manager, she was amazing. She was really understanding. She had no problem in cancelling it. Like, she understood that having two slices of pizza wasn't worth a trip to any. No, and, and, and at least now you, you've got them alerted that they need to go back and check their list of allergens to yeah. make sure they're absolutely on the ball. And just with the whole COVID, you know, everything has kind of moved online and you order online and then get it delivered or go and collect it. You know, I just wanted people to be that bit more alert to check every aspect of their order Good and stuff. to make sure yeah, that they're aware. Absolutely. That was a near miss. You know, okay, thanks for sharing exactly. that. Uh, you didn't get pizza, but stay on hold and I'll send you a couple of uh, vouchers for uh, some food at Ramen uh, Asian Street Food and you can make sure that uh, there's no peanuts in any of that food before you eat it as well, all right? Thank you very much for that, Neil. You're welcome. Take care, Neil. Thank you. Cheers, Bye. cheers. A lot of texts on people who've lost money to Ryanair. We lost €1,700 Euro on Ryanair flights. We have had no joy with our travel insurance, even though we purchased insurance in January. Our flight was due, due to go this Thursday. It's still flying, but we won't be going on it because, of, I guess, the Department of Foreign Affairs regulations... Ryanair refused to give money back. And there's lots like this. We got a ref- we got a full refund from Ryanair uh, for a trip to Poland. Oh yeah, that's the one where you're going to, you're going to Lanzarote for Christmas Day. I agree with everything you've been saying on air as, uh, with regards to why the government don't step in. We had to pay 200 euro to change flights. We were meant to go on July 2nd, but we changed to the 30th of August because we weren't willing to lose 700 euro and just walk away. Ryanair are law unto themselves. No other business have gotten away with this kind of thing, just ignoring government recommendations uh, as to how they're getting away with it. I have no idea. Well, it's confusing messages. You have the one department saying, don't fly. The other department allowing airlines to fly. Tony Hoolan now in the moment saying, don't go on holidays overseas. And if you are booked, cancel it. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Uh, regarding Jen's email regarding uh, the uh, pub restaurant that she was in, and she said what she saw filled her with dread where people were just lofting pints and drinks and there was no food just drink. Um, that was a Southside pub. So if anybody else has any stories like that of what they saw out and about the good, the bad and the ugly, text 0868104106. But there are pages and pages and pages of people who are losing money to Ryanair. We have €1,900 Euro worth of flights leaving on the 11th of July. Uh, we booked a package holiday with Alpha Rooms. Accommodation wasn't available now and the accommodation won't be open until August 1st. We're going on the 11th of July. Ryanair flights are still going and I lose out on the money. Um, we were due to go to uh, Lanzarote with Ryanair on the 9th of July, but we're not going. We paid €700 Euro for two flights um, and we will have to pay again plus an extra €200 Euro for 2021. And mind you, Gary says people should boycott airlines once and for all. It's ludicrous how they can do this, do as they please. Ryanair have total disregard for customers' rights. Stop booking with unsympathetic companies. Give them no more bookings. People power will work. This is disgusting. Do not give Mr. O'Leary free airtime, says Gary. It's amazing what people power is like. Did you see that 150 major companies now, and I'm talking about major companies, including Unilever, which were an, an enormous, maybe top 10 company in the world, have now stopped advertising on Facebook 
And lots more besides, lots more besides, lots of cosmetic companies, lots of fashion companies, lots of food, lots of footwear companies, um, lots of alcohol and drinks companies, um, lots of bank chains. They've all stopped advertising with uh, Facebook because they say they do nothing to control hate speech and fake news. And that's going to change Facebook's policies pretty quick, I can tell you, when it hits them in the pocket. Um, just talking about things regarding allergies and pizza and what have you. Dee, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? you? Good, thank you. You were in Spain with the family. You were certainly there with your son. What happened? No, well, I wasn't in Spain. Okay. He was in Spain. He was in Spain. Um, right. He was in Spain over with a pal, but um, he had gone into a restaurant. Uh, like, he does speak fluent uh, Spanish. but So, like, whether he ordered it in English, I'm not sure. But he spoke about that, the fact that he had allergies to peanut. And um, he, he had just ordered a margarita pizza. A margarita pizza is all he had. And normally there would be no problem with that. But in this particular occasion, he actually had a reaction. His throat started to swell up, his lips, um, you know, it, it, he was getting an allergic reaction. And to, that can happen uh, very, that happens very quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, in this case, he had left the restaurant. Yeah which was, um, and I don't know how long ago after, because he rang me, I was, needless to say, in Ireland, and he said, well, I use my EpiPens. And uh, he was very close to using them now. He had he had two EpiPens with him, but um, he did take um, an antihistamine, which actually helped. Um, but he was very close to now getting an ambulance and everything, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, you want to be very, very careful. How would you have p- peanut in a pizza? I know, I know. That's that's the baffling part. You see, I think um, you often, you know, there is sometimes you can get these oils. Peanut oil. They have the oil mix with them, um, you know, that you can put over your pizza. Um, maybe in this particular instance, they had mixed um, peanut oil with um, olive oil and the spices. You know, they were kind of like uh, chili and all that. They may have finished off the pizza mix. with a drizzle or something. Well, I don't know if there was a drizzle on it, but maybe the, maybe it was close to it, or, or I don't know. It could have been, they could have put a drizzle on it to, you know, kind of give it a shine to the top of the pizza. Jeez, that's you know? amazing, isn't it? Because you wouldn't expect peanuts uh, to be an ingredient in a margarita pizza, no, nor the base, no. nor the cheese. So it must no, have been, no, must have been no. scary for him, though. Oh, very scary, very scary, you know. Mm. Um, you don't like to kind of be getting that type of reaction, you know. So he but checks yeah, everything he eats, then? He did. He does. He checks everything. He's he's very careful where he where he eats. At certain places now, you that would would be dealing with a lot of peanuts and cashew nuts and stuff, like particularly some of the Asian food. I won't say what place in particular, but um, he can't touch that place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't go get anything as as a takeaway from that. Well, from because that place, peanuts you know? feature an awful lot of the different dishes in yeah. Asian food. Yeah. And then there was the misfortunate girl up the country who died. Remember, she was oh, refused an epipen in a pharmacy. She'd just come out of a Chinese. I am exactly, and I remember that so well because you know my my two boys are allergic, so you know it's it's the two of them have epipens. So, she died you know. on the side of the street. The poor was. I know it's absolutely desperate. Terrible. Desperate. Okay, fair play. Well done yeah. to him anyway. At least he carried his gear with him in case he needs it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for that, Dee. Um, uh, Damien says, the government need to pull the finger out now. They need to close the border, especially to the English, because it's the English that are going to be coming here in their droves to their holiday homes and to hotels, guest houses and rentals. They'll bring COVID with them in big numbers. We will start the second, it will start a second wave. 
the second wave that we've been all trying so hard to avoid. Lots then with regards to Miho Martin and my conversation yesterday, of course, with uh, Mary Lou McDonald. You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. So more on all that in a minute. The Neil Prenderville Show. With Tesco, we'd like to ask all our customers to respect our dedicated times for our over 65s and family carers. All right, God help our country. I'm ashamed to say I'm from Cork, as Miho Martin would sell his soul to the devil to front him. That's an interesting one. You'd sell your soul to the devil to front him. You're only deluded, Neil, when it comes to Michal Martin. Well, I mean, we'll have to see now what kind of a plan they come up with, won't we? I mean, they seem to have some sort of an idea to boost the economy um, and to throw an awful lot of money at it, particularly with regards to young people out of work. There's still a huge amount of young people who aren't back at work yet, in spite of the country reopening very much yesterday. And apparently there's still 900,000 people in one shape or another still um, reliant on uh, welfare payments. So they've got to get that sorted. Michal Martin did not win the vote. Sinn Féin won the vote, and that's who we should have in power. That's what people wanted. And the comments about Mary Lou not being from Cork and she wouldn't get the job done because she's not from Cork is just not on. I'd say she would do better than any of those wastes of space up there with the so-called government. Morning, Neil. People have very short memories. Michal Martin said he would never go into government with Fine Gael. Then you have Eamon Ryan, uh, who was uh, in the government the last time when they cut the minimum wage by a euro. Then there were pictures of him falling asleep in a meeting. If I was near Leo or Michal, I would have egged the two of them, says Darren. Well, that's charming talk. Why would we congratulate the people who destroyed this country and are responsible for the problems we have? Are you for real, Neil? People like you and the media are a disgrace kissing their asses grow up. Well... Um, fair enough, that's your opinion and you're entitled to it. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't kiss the ass of no politician, me. In, an, in my opinion, Michal Martin has done nothing for Cork. He was only interested in becoming Taoiseach. That was always the only thing on his agenda. And a final one, what a joke. The people of Cork showed how much they didn't want Martin with all of the recounts to get him elected. Come on, like, the Irish people are being ripped off once again. Why do we vote at all? Um, it's called democracy, I suppose, and democracy, you know, like the election wasn't stolen, you know what I mean? It wasn't rigged or anything like that. It's just the way the numbers came out in the end. But if you don't allow Sinn Féin to play in the same race or join the same race or play the same but with the same ball, then you're always going to get Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael, uh, because Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael won't talk to Sinn Féin. Right, more text throughout the course of the morning. Back to the lines we go. Jonathan, good morning. How's it going? Well, you're just one of so many people who've paid out so much money, and there's nothing but utter confusion now. You paid over two grand to Ryanair for what? Yeah, two and a half grand for um, a holiday, a ten day holiday, and then flights to Lanzarote. Two and a half thousand euro. Going out when? Uh, the seventh of July. And what's the story now? Are you not going? No, sort of the, the self isolation. When you come back, quarantine for for uh, two weeks. Very can kosher. Your holidays be three weeks then, sir. Yeah. What so, about what about this? They're suggesting now that from July 9th the quarantine will be gone. Yeah. So it's too late, then, like. You're going uh, on the seventh. It wouldn't be yeah. too late. Well, I wouldn't be taking the chance, and you know. There is the chance with numbers increasing that that mightn't happen. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So I won't be taking that chance at all, like you know. Okay. And so you've been out for Ryanair. Any luck? No luck. But even even if you were one in a, or Villa is after giving us some money back in the enemy. We can't go. We have to flew over in order to say. Did you ask for the money back from the villa? You did. No, they they they, they did when the quarantine came out. They did a lot of good faith. They did. They sent it back, you know. Oh, so you don't even have a booking or somewhere to stay? Yeah, but then when they knew the ninth came out, the ninth of July, then they gave it back to us. 
We said there a few times, like in fairness, you know. Okay, so you've been on to Ryanair. This is on their website. You don't actually get to talk to anybody, I'll bet, no? Talk to customer service and uh, talk to a girl. Oh, she was right. actually nice, actually, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. what she, she said? It's their policy. And uh, she said, um, they'd rather send out um, an empty plane and give your money back. Basically, you know. She said that? Yeah. What about a voucher to the value of two and a half thousand euro? No, no voucher, no nothing. And you not say she was very nice. She was, she was nice to talk, like, you know what I mean? But she said it's, their, it's not her fault, it's, the, it's, it's their policy or whatever, you know what I mean? That the plane is flying, if you're not no, on it. No, they said they'd rather send out a plane than give your money back or anything, you know? Jeez, that's very infuriating, isn't it? You won't get the two and a half grand back. Yeah. You won't get a voucher to fly it another time. What are you yeah. going to do? What, what, what can you do? But it's not galling you, like 2,500 euros. Oh, euro. of course. This is how, how long for us to save that, like. You're saving all year to go to bring your family out the following year, you know. If you're, going, you're saving this year to go next year, you know, that kind of way. It's all very well for them to say, not our fault, the flight is going... Yeah, yeah. The quarantining is not our problem. The Department yeah. of Foreign Affairs telling you not to travel is not our problem. I mean, it's just so confusing, yeah, isn't it? And she said, what she said is up to the government, and if they say ground us, then they can take us do something. But other than that, they can't. You know. So until such time as somebody says ground all flights, close the airports, close the borders, you won't yeah. be getting your two thousand five hundred euro back. You would have if the flight was cancelled. Yeah. Yeah, basically that's, just, that's exactly what she said. That's just so heartbreaking. I mean, there like there are so many people that we wouldn't be able to get onto Ryanair about everybody, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. Like I, I understand that, like, but that's why I said Ryanair there this, mor- this morning, like because you know, yeah. it's so annoyed, you know. I know. I can understand that you are because you've been saving all year. Um, so yeah. you won't be going overseas on holidays. Are you going to try and do something in Ireland? Sure, the prices here are mental, aren't they? Really. <laughs> Maybe, maybe don't do it, I suppose, later on in the, in the year. Might nothing the planned for now. Nothing, nothing, nothing now. All, right. All right. Okay, tough break. Listen, Jonathan, yeah. thanks for sharing. It's bad news. Sorry about that. No bother, bye. Cheers, kid. €2,500. And uh, they said they'd prefer to send out empty planes, Ryanair said to him, rather than give his money back. That's an awful customer service, isn't it, when you think of it? Um, anyway, back to allergies and things like that from earlier on. Paul, good morning. Morning, Neil. And both of the cases we spoke of were involved pizza, right? So you wanted to pick up on that because you um, are launching an online service in July. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Neil. So I just caught the end of that uh, lady that was on the radio there with you a moment ago. One was um, an Apache so pizza and the other was a son who ordered um, some uh, margarita pizza in Spain. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so um, we're actually launching our, pa- our Peckish uh, platform there now uh, next month in July. Peckish? Um, so essentially what... Yeah, so essentially what it is is that we take uh, menu information from restaurants, but we take actually detailed allergen information on each ingredient that goes into the dish. So consumers can see exactly what allergens are in each dish. And if they make any modifications, say, can I get this topping taken off? Can I get this put on? How it actually affects the overall allergen information of the dish itself. And you do that for who? All different restaurants and takeout, is it? Restaurants, takeaways, bars, cafes, yeah. So have you been talking to all of the restaurants, bars, cafes, hotels? Yeah, we have run, we're in talks with over 25 now at the moment. Um, some of the big ones now, including uh, Cockbull, Barry's and Douglas, Joe's and Bro's in town. So, yeah. So how are you going to win? Like, couldn't I just go on to the Cockbull um, website or Facebook page or menu and look at there? 
Oh, you could, of course, yeah. But uh, what we actually have built in is we have a smart, uh, a smart search, a smart search system, and a smart allergy system. So you could go into Peckish and you could say, um, I want a gluten-free burger, um, but uh-huh. I'm also allergic to soybeans, and I want cheese on it for under twelve fifty within ten minutes of my location. Ah, and there's your you unique every... selling point straight away there now. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what makes it different. You, yeah, and it'll tell you every dish then you can get based on your own requirements or your own dairy preferences. So whether you're vegan, vegetarian, you're celiac, or you're you have an intolerance to lactose or whatever. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Now that's a winner. I can understand exactly now why people would want to go there. So is that a, is that a Cork designed app? Yeah, everything's been built uh, inside in Cork you know, at the moment, and we're, we'll be looking to launch in Cork next month and then nationwide then over the next few months. Oh, super idea! And uh, how do you make money out of that? So we actually charge restaurants um, 49 euro a month, including VAT, to be on the service, um, just so we can market their menu themselves, like whether they have daily specials, whether they have set menus or offers. But um, because of COVID, actually, we actually kind of pushed back our launch because obviously the sector took a bad hit. Mm. So we're actually giving away a free three-month trial now from July when we launch for any business that wants to sign up. So if any business that is involved in food and, you know, the selling of food like that, takeout, sit down, whatever the case may be. How do they get in touch with you if they want to get on board, which they should, incidentally? Yeah. So they can just go to peckish.ie and uh, we have a registration uh, part of the website set up so they can just freely register. Or if you're a consumer who's maybe a vegan, vegetarian, celiac, or if you have any food allergies, you can just pop in your email um, onto the website itself and we'll let you know when we launch then. Okay, well, do come back and let me know when you are actually launching and we'll give it a shout again for you, all right? Peckish.ie. On the box. Fantastic. No problem. Thanks very much, Dave. Cheers, my man. Good idea, and it's going to do very well. Paul O'Shea behind peckish.ie. And if you're in the food trade, you know, that's something that's worth investigating. Uh, I mean, customers are just so paramount these days, and even more so going forward. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. What are things like in Lanzarote at the moment? We'll find out next. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 1851-04106. Red FM. Okay, so all sorts of confusion this side of the pond. I wonder if they're aware of that overseas uh, where people have been trying to go on their holidays and they booked and they paid up and now you heard the ad there again, 90 second ad saying that the government are saying all non-essential travel should be avoided. And then when you decide to try and avoid it and get your money back from an airline, they're saying we'd rather send the planes empty rather than give you your money back. Uh, Julian Fair has Finnegan's Wake in Lanzarote. Remember I was talking about the Marley Ronnie he gave me some vouchers for you to spend there when and if you go there, joins me by phone. Julian, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm grand. There's all sorts of confusion here with people spending big money. 1,500, 1,700, 2,000, two and a half grand flights to Lanzarote and other sunshine destinations and they're trying to get either their money back or they're trying to get vouchers for another time because they're just not comfortable going and uh, Ryanair and Aer Lingus are not playing ball. Are you are you aware of that over there? Well I have been because obviously I've been keeping an eye on what's going on in Ireland and the UK for, for, for us to open up here so we're, we're waiting here cautiously um, to open so we're all waiting on this announcement for the government which they seem to be dragging their heels um, with announcing, you know. Um, so, so that Friday you know, week we're, Friday going. week we're expecting them to yeah. say correct me if I'm wrong, that you won't have to quarantine when you come back from overseas. Well certain countries will be on that list. That's right, the corridor countries. Kind of a, traffic, yeah. uh, a traffic signal kind of system which is good, which the UK will be doing. But how are they going to make that announcement in nine days time? If, for instance, that currently I, they're I, saying I avoid know. overseas travel. 
Yeah, well, I, all I'm doing is, all I can do is speak for Lanzarote. I can't speak for the Irish government and the way they make their decisions and stuff, and I, I can't disagree with them or agree with them, but, you know, I'm listening to these people not um, giving away all this money to, to Ryanair and not being able to come back, and the last gentleman that was on, you know, um, flying out in the 7th and fears that he might have to quarantine when he comes back, you know. But all I can say is we're COVID-free for the last two weeks. Um, we haven't had any new cases on the island. Um, we don't expect to at the moment, but that's never say never. But there's a lot of precautions have been done here on the island, and there is a kind of a test in operation at the airport when you do arrive. So it is kind of at the moment it seems to be safer to be here than in Ireland for holiday at the moment. Yeah, because um, our COVID, cases are, go- our co- our COVID yeah. cases are going up again now, yeah. Yeah, we expect to be on that list. Hopefully, and I don't see why we shouldn't be on that list, that we would be, you wouldn't have to quarantine when you go home. But is there any um, fear in Lanzarote that as all these tourists go from all of these different countries, including the UK, which like has huge numbers of COVID cases and deaths, that they'll bring coronavirus over to you? Yes, there is a certain fear, but we have to rise above that as small. But the, the whole world can't really stay in lockdown for much longer economically. Um, I know it's hard to say economically over safety of lives and that kind of thing, but the world has to keep going. Money still has to keep rotating. Well, that is true. From country to country. Um, We've got to get open here because, our, you know, our governments can't keep paying out people. It, it can't, you know, we're, we're in a weak crisis nearly here that we, we need to tourists back on. It's not, but it's, there would be strict measures in place to keep that and keep people safe. And that's removing and tables and distancing on the, in the restaurants, the bars mm-hmm, and the yeah, beaches. There's a 1.6, uh, 1.5 metre distance between tables. We have to wear masks in, in shops and wear social distancing. Can't be, but you can walk down the street contrary to what people seem to think. You can still walk down the street and use the beach and not have to wear a mask walking around that way. But there's division on the beach as well. Is there somebody policing beaches like? Do you see the ones in the UK where people are on top of each other? No, we're nothing like that. We have so much beaches here. We have even in the peak seasons here. There's plenty of room in the beaches here. We have so many of them here. Okay, and everybody is respecting it an awful lot more here. So I'm just trying to reassure people: if you do come on holidays, it is very safe here. We are making the stringent measures in the airport. I put up the link there on your website earlier. Um, um, about the um, conditions that it is when you travel here and what's going to happen if people want to have a look at it. And when are you so opening? On our Facebook page. We're hopefully opening for, again, depending on, you know, the, 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 the travel restrictions at home, we're hopefully, hopefully opening about the 20th or the last week somewhere in, in July to open up. Okay, it's 20th July. Open by the start of August. But again, it just depends on the flights we coming out and... Um, and, and the Irish government and, and the restrictions. Okay. So hopefully we will, we will be free of those restrictions. So at so some stage people will be able to spend those vouchers that you've given me, kindly given me in fairness to you. Absolutely, they're valid for a year. We expect to be very busy, busy for Christmas. We're launching a Christmas menu this week so they can be used oh, against the Christmas menu at New Year's Eve. You're launching, launching a Christmas menu in July? <laughs> I was booked out, Neil, at the end of September with 135 people last year for Christmas dinner. Wow. This year. People I have 40 booked already. <laughs> Christmas in the sun. That's an interesting one. What about yeah. New Year's Eve? Are you booked out for that as well? I'm not yet. That'll be no, but do you book out? You do? Last year. Oh, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Booking is essential here for, for um, 
for places, definitely on Christmas Day. Christmas Day is the biggest day of the year here. All right, okay. It uh, takes in the most amount of money, yeah. And as I said, looking at the All right, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a great phone line, Julian. I'm going, to, I'm going to leave it at that now. But okay. thank you for the, appreciate the vouchers. Um, I'll give them to good homes, I promise you that. We'll talk soon, all right? Okay. Cheers. Thanks, Not a great time. Julian Fair, Finnegan's Wake in Lanzarote. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. In five years' time, when Mary Lou is Taoiseach, I'll be the first in line to wish her well. Mightn't even be five years. Could be a lot sooner than that. Listening to a conversation with Mary Lou McDonald this morning, she had more than enough time to form a government, but she didn't. That was disappointing. By having a Cork Taoiseach, Micheál Martin can't be a bad thing for the rebel county, now can it? Uh, the only thing, Mary Lou, is that she didn't have enough people in her party. Full stop. Uh, I can't see this working out with the government, though. It's like this government is like putting a part for a snowplow into a Ferrari. It just won't work. Um, and then other texts on Mary Lou. Sinn Féin are trying to delegitimize our democracy. There were 93 votes for Micheál Martin at the end of the day for Taoiseach. Sinn Féin's Mary Lou MacDonald's speech made her sound like a peed-off, frustrated Mills and Boone author on a Saturday. <laughs> Says Paddy. Well, that's an interesting description. we leave it at that. Dave, good morning. Good morning, Neil. More big money, €1,640. Euro. What happened? Oh, well, we booked it. We, we, there's a gang of us book every year. for. Uh, we book it in January. Um, head away for three weeks in the summer. Three or four weeks. Um, I said sixteen forty the family plus deal. Fly down on the tenth of July, and the flight is going to go at thousand. You know, depending what the government will say, it will go. Yeah. And um, we send emails, phone calls, everything to Ryanair, nothing back, not a diddle back. Um, and we're not the only ones that said there's, there's forty of us going. Um, they've all done the same same crack. And nothing so back. forty and, um, couples or twenty couples have paid sixteen hundred and forty. There's, there's about eight families, I think. Eight families, yeah. From and Kerry, why don't why why know. why won't you go? Uh, well, wife started a new job recently. Family's little good, so she has to quarantine when she comes back. She's not going to jeopardise that. That's more important. Um, yeah, and yeah, as far as you know, in Grand Canaria, it's not up and running full capacity yet. Now we've been assured it might because we have friends and my brother lives over there as well. It, but it's still not yet. But as I said, the quarantine over here is, is going to kill us. Well, we can't go over there and then have come back and can't afford quarantine for two more weeks after you come back, you know? Yeah, but there's a very so, good chance they're suggesting and the indications are that they lift quarantine on July 9th. Yeah, we're supposed to fly on the 10th. But I mean... Yeah, so it would work yeah. for you, be coming back. Is it two weeks, is it? No, for three weeks. Three weeks? Three weeks, You'd yeah. be coming back at the start of August, so you wouldn't have any quarantine. Well, again, um, according to in the pharmaceutical industry, they will they determine whether you quarantine or not. They have different rules. They go above and beyond because of the nature of the job. What you're doing with so your wife would have to quarantine. She'd have to quarantine. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's not it's not an option. But we I mean we'd love to take a voucher or hear something from Ryanair or anything and decide for a year if we could. But um, again, it, it, there's there's no option there at the moment. Like you know, and I mean. You're damned if you do. You Tony Rule in the same. Don't yeah. go. Don't go. And yeah. everyone is the same. Oh, sure. Well, here it is. Don't go abroad for your holiday. Headline in the mail this morning. The Independent says, cancel your holiday plans. Hulahan plea as cases of COVID-19 rise. It's like the yeah. left. You're right. You know, you're right. You said the left yeah. hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. Exactly. And as I said, uh, the travel insurance guys, I mean, they're, they're all in it together as well because we got an email at the start of, uh, the start of June 
Um, I think it's with uh, Chill Insurance, the yearly trip, you know. Um, anything COVID-related, from here on in, you will not be covered for. So you can't just say, oh, I have COVID-19 and claim off your travel insurance. That, that, that boat has sailed you. That's gone. You can't do that now. So they're basically, you, your travel insurance is worthless as far as they're concerned, unless you're fall off the plane or something silly like that, you know. But, I know, um, yeah, I know. And that's it, your goose. But I mean, as I said, they'll all, they'll all sit on their hands at the moment and there's money being, out the, the money's going out the window of the normal workers. I mean, if, everyone who goes on those flights... It's going to be a load of empty seats. Get the money. At the moment, there's 88, 88 seats filled and it has been like that since February, I think. No one has booked since then. Um, how many are going to be on around next... Next Friday week, I don't know. The first flight is due to go on this Friday, the third. So we have to wait and see how that if that's going to go or not. You know, I know. Okay, but, uh, we're okay. due to go on the tenth. But um, so you're holding out for hope of a refund or a voucher. Good luck with that. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I, there was another way. A friend of ours said he might um, check in his luggage on the tenth, go out there, and um, delay the flight, delay the flight, delay the flight, and then decide not to go. So they have to pull off his bags. Uh, which costs right now thousands. I know that. <laughs> and then <laughs> the rebel comes at work. And then, yeah, exactly. And then say, well, there you go. I got my money's worth. But um, I have other things to be doing, you know. <laughs> but uh, bowsers, as they call them. But uh, uh, look, we'll see what happens. All right. Okay. Let me talk to Karen. Thank you for taking my call. Though appreciate it, Dave. Karen. Good morning. Hi, Neil. How are you? Well, there's another person, and it's always big money. Sixteen hundred and forty euro in his case. What do you What do you make of all this? This is confusing, isn't it? I think it's absolutely crazy and I think it's very unfair on the average person like we've all done the best we can and obviously we all made a huge effort and that's why Cork was so successful but now they're saying you have to cancel well the advice if you're to be a good citizen is cancel your holiday don't go away yes Ryanair can turn around and go well tough luck our flight is going we're not adhering to government advice even though we're flying out of Ireland and lose your money that's it I've asked, I've asked Ryanair for clarification on this. They're notorious for not putting forward spokespeople. Um, Kenny Jacobs used to be good in the past with Ryanair, but I don't yeah. know that he's still working with Ryanair. So all you're waiting on is, is kind of like email responses, um, and, and that still isn't good forthcoming. Luck with that, Neil. Yeah. Good but luck with but that, why is it then that the odd person here and there seems to have got a refund, and the odd person here and there seems to have got a voucher? I don't know, but the other major concern is like the flights travelling in and out to Lisbon, in and out to various parts of Europe, out of Dublin, and people are coming in and out. There's no follow-up in quarantine. So, you know, realistically, they need to just make an across-the-board decision on this and say, we have to put a quarantine in place as people are travelling and coming back in. Because we all know people aren't adhering. They're travelling to Dublin, they're flying to Lisbon, having their holiday, coming back, and just going off about their business. But how would you enforce a voluntary quarantine? Like, it would be impossible to enforce it on people coming in from outside the country because they could be going on holidays. They'll go all over the place. They won't quarantine today, tomorrow. Is that why we're seeing a spike? Or is it some are suggesting young people acting the fool? Or is it because we're all out in the pubs again or what? I think it's probably a combination of things. I think um, to a certain extent, we have a lot of English tourists coming in. I know myself of various holiday homes in West Cork where they've all arrived en masse and that's one issue. You've young people who are out, I suppose, a little bit understandably out about mixing and indeed adults now that the bars are open. I think people have got a little bit careless um, in that they feel we're getting a bit more back to normal and COVID is nearly being a small bit forgotten about. 
But yeah, the they do talk about young people flouting the rules in this country in the Independent this morning. But they also explain how um, a cluster can, can flare up, mm-hmm. a potential flare up. Apparently there was um, some person came back from Iraq and infected people in the northwest of the country. And the fear is that yeah. more people go abroad for getaways, they'll pick it up and bring it back and spread it. Exactly. And like, you know, if the restrictions are lifted on the 9th of July, if there is no quarantine, you're then looking at coming into September, maybe the winter months when a lot of people will be more susceptible to getting a lot sicker rather than in the summer months. And we look at Leicester now in England where there's another spike, schools closed, everything come back. Businesses closed. You know, pandemics can happen like in a flash all over again, as we've seen in various parts of the world. So I think, you know, if we were to take it seriously, Ryanair have to adhere to what the government is saying. And I think the government has to step up to the mark and enforce it one way or the other and at least let people get vouchers. Well, they won't. They said we prefer to send an empty plane, the woman said, than give you your money back. You know, I think then the government is going to have to have a serious, you know... A serious but Aer Lingus, are, Aer Lingus are the same. It's not as if it's just Ryanair on a solo run. Well, no, Aer Lingus are giving refunds once once, once the flights are cancelled. It's a given. Aer no, Lingus no, no, but sure, if Aer Lingus, if Ryanair cancelled if, if cancel a flight, they'll give you a voucher as well. But they're, as far as I know, if the flights are going, you can just sit in the plane or just sod off. Yeah, that's that's correct. But you see, there's no flights with their lingus out of court to holiday destinations just at the moment. So I suppose we don't see what yeah, the but, situation is yet with that. Yeah, I but, mean, it, but, but it doesn't have to be to a holiday destination. Brenda's telling me that there are loads of Corkonians coming home from the UK. None of them are quarantining. And they're all posting right. pictures all over social media. They're out with their friends and their buddies. They're all hugging and big groups of them. And it's well, that's what bizarre. I said, Neil. The UK is a big problem. How they can actually expect, coming from the worst infected country in Europe, how they can say, come on in, there's no problem, no one's, like, literally nobody is asking you where you're travelling to, where you're going to be staying, there's not even a phone call most of the time to ask people, you know, let alone maybe have a centre, like if we go to Greece and Greece open up, it's obligatory you stay at an airport hotel for 24 hours, you're tested on arrival, you get your results within 24 hours, if you're positive, you stay in the room for the 14 days and you're flown back. If you're negative, you go on to your holiday resort. All right. Okay. Thanks for that, Karen. A lot okay, of sense. No a lot of sense in the words you're using. And thank you for it. But the confusion continues. Uh, left hand and right hand. Um, big response to yesterday's program. I was a Sinn Féin voter, but since this pandemic started, I think they've done all, but all they've done is give sly digs at Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. But isn't that what parties do to each other all of the time? I've lost so much respect for them and they could have lost me as a voter. They, uh, they uh, are all show... And they knew they could have got into government if they really wanted to, but they're incredibly happy now, I'd imagine, to sit on the sidelines. Well, that wasn't the impression that I got from Mary Lou MacDonald yesterday. Mag says, I didn't see what the problem is with Tommy Gould posting online. Tommy Gould said, Mary Lou is my Taoiseach. The majority of people on Facebook actually posted, Mary Lou is my Taoiseach. Here we go again. It's just people like you looking to tear down Sinn Féin. Our country is screwed. Um, <laughs> see, like, again... Damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's something seriously wrong with the electoral system when in a four-seater south-central constituency, the guy who tops the poll, Donegal O'Leary, sits on the opposition bench while three candidates he finished ahead of have two top ministerial roles while the other is leading the country. As for the appointment of Stephen Donnelly as health minister, a guy whose qualifications are mechanical engineering uh, and he scraped in on the 15 count. A guy, and I quote, who said in 2014, a party with a culture of jobs for the boys... Uh, lack of accountability 
and two fingers to the doll. This guy even said nurses are paid enough in the past and now he's a health minister. It is mind-boggling. So that's just a selection of texts from yesterday uh, on uh, Michal Martinus Taoiseach and the thoughts and feelings of uh, Sinn Féin. Uh, with regards to dereliction then, just a couple of ones here. About Cork derelict properties that you were talking about on the air, I think the council should be able to take possession, not purchase, take possession of these properties after a set time. If the owners don't take responsibility for them, they should make the that would make the owners wake up. Just take possession of them. Take them off them after a period of time. Say a year and a day and maybe something like that. I was in Yall on Friday. I was talking about Passage West which needs love and attention. I was in Yall on Friday. We counted 30 empty shops on the main street alone. A greenway is not the answer to bring revenue to the people of Yall. The train is. The train will pay for itself and Yall would benefit greatly now that Yall bus only allows nine people on board, says Pat. I think it was an awful shame that that rail corridor got shut down. You know, it really and truly was. It's still not too late to fix it. Meanwhile, lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. We got calls on the way. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Why isn't Tony Hullihan talking about all of the English cars that are coming into the country pulling caravans and camper vans, and they're all heading west? There you go. And just one quick shout out. Hi, I'd be so grateful if you could wish Lillian Linsky a happy retirement on her last day at the office in St. Finbar's Hospital today. Love the show. Happy retirement. All of your buddies and your workmates will be sad to see you go. Met a great bunch of people actually when I was in Gugambar at the weekend. Amongst them was a nurse who was uh, climbing up to the mountain view. There's a view there you can climb up treacherously high massively high but the view is fantastic and she was there with her kids and she works in the CCU department at the Bonds and they listen all of the time so good morning to everybody at CCU in the Bonds. Now I read out uh, an email earlier on from Jen who said what I saw filled me with dread she says well it's great to see the economy opening what I saw yesterday filled me with dread we booked a table in a pub restaurant in the city for four of us at eight o'clock last night None of the staff were wearing masks. There was no enforcement of the length of time that we could stay. A number of groups were not ordering food, including a group of eight elderly men who were just ordering pints. It was heartbreaking that a pub restaurant I thought would be better was so poorly following the guidelines. I also felt sorry for the young staff who were doing their best, but management needs to lead and enforce the rules. I'm very disappointed in the older customers in there for whom everyone has made such an effort throughout COVID-19. We all want this to succeed, but we really need to abide by the rules and the recommendations. And that's from Jen. And she was talking about Barry's in Douglas. And I'm joined by phone by the owner of Barry's in Douglas, Peter Collins. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Would you, thank you for coming on. Not everybody would. Would you, would you refute that or did this happen? Yes, uh, I, I would refute that. I mean, Neil, the amount of work and effort we've uh, put into training our staff, sanitizing our premises here, um, you know, operating our own guidelines that, that only came out, um, you know, uh, last week. Um, I, we had a great day in Barry's yesterday. We've had, I've had numerous texts actually last night and this morning from people who, who were just so happy to get out and complimented us on how we operated yesterday. It was a really great day. It was a busy day. It was a good day. Mm. Um, but uh, we felt we operated uh, very well considering these new, new times that we're in. Okay, but why would somebody send that email saying that, for, let, let's just go through it one point at a time, if you like, a group of eight elderly men just ordering pints? Yeah, I, I well, you know, they, those, I, don't, I don't know that table. Uh, uh, 
I, I, I just got to your call now earlier on, yeah. right? So I, I didn't, you know, review CCTV footage or anything, but I, I know from the staff here that everybody that came in here yesterday had a substantial meal. I mean, that, that is the, that is the law. That's how we're operating. We're not operating as a pub, remember, we're operating as a restaurant. So, um, 100% everybody that, that came into our premises yesterday had something to eat. And if they had, um, you know, if they had, uh, pints or if they had glass of wine or if they had minerals or water, they all had something to eat. They had it with a meal, contrary to what she says, where a number of groups were not ordering food. And she no. says there was no enforcement of the length of time that we could stay. Yeah. So look, you know, um, the, the length of time is is a you know Barry's is a very big place, right? Uh, we had a you walk in you walk in yesterday, and there would be a lot of customers around, and it might give the impression that uh, you know we were, but we 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 have the whole place laid out uh, within the guidelines with the uh, two meter and one meter rules. So um, you know we're we're happy with that. With regards to the length of time, we we enforced that. Our last service was uh, food service. I think was at about eight thirty eight forty five last night, and we stopped serving at 10 o'clock and uh, started um, to clear out the place. So look, that was one person's perception. All I know is that... We but it's not talk- fair. It's not fair if it's inaccurate, though, for you look, having to defend this, something this is, that's not true. This, this is the nature of our business. And look, you know, it's, it's you know, we... You know, look, everybody's been through a very tough time, but, 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 uh, you know, the, the general public and elderly people, especially, and, you know, um, businesses have a, had a very tough time. We're just happy to be open. We're very happy to be serving, and we were even happier when we got the kind of compliments about our operation the way we did. Um, it really, it really showed us our hard work and our, and our, uh, the way we set out our premises here by the management and staff, um, is right. Okay. The other point was the guidelines regarding wearing masks. None of the staff. Yeah. So, so there, are, yeah, it's an interesting one. So, under the guidelines, the, the masks, wearing masks, are, are optional. Um, so, we have purchased uh, two different types of masks here: visors and masks for our staff. Um, we actually have a recommendation in our training and in our induction COVID training. Um, in the very busy times, uh, we recommend that our staff do wear them. But but not all the staff wanted to wear them. In fact, um, I think only one staff member was wearing a mask yesterday for a period. There, it just it, it is an optional optional for the staff under the guidelines to wear masks as long as the premises provide. Okay, but no customers had an issue with none of the staff no, master. They nothing. Didn't say it's the opposite. We got yesterday. We people were 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 just so happy to be in, um, and 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 actually the behaviour of the public uh, and customers was amazing. You know, everybody came in. They most people knew the rules. Those that didn't, you know, when we had to say, look, you know, time is up. We're we're, we're very compliant in, in moving along, and yeah, there yeah. wasn't yeah. any anything. It was, you know, it was it was a great day, and it was uh, it's just great to be back. You know, and was it great to see old faces again? Yeah, all faces, and to see the the you know the way the staff were interacting as well with the customers. I mean, it was like friends meeting friends again, and uh, that's what Barry's is about here, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was great for us. It's kind of it's kind of you almost kind of do a dance, not wanting to shake hands or hug people who kind of want <laughs> yeah, to hug you, like. Isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I caught a few people shaking hands already, but I, I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't admonish to know. I didn't. I might have given a yellow card. I've noticed, but no, I look. You know, it was it's 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 very unusual trading in in these circumstances. It is is different. I mean, our, you know, there's nobody considered the bar. You know, we've prospects up there, and you know, you're, you have a clock on there for people. And uh, like another thing that that maybe the, the general public wouldn't see is that there's a you know a hand sanitising uh, regime for all the staff members every time they they you know go from a table or back or go yeah. to the kitchen and come in and or go out and you know check the, the the toilets and stuff. So there's a lot of stuff goes on behind the scenes that isn't 
what we you yes. know would have been yeah. there before. You know, and perhaps so, look, perhaps that should stay going forward anyway. A lot of these things will looks, looks like it's going to be yeah. It looks like it's going to be with us for for a long time yet. And but, um, tell me this: you it's, there's no walk-ins. Like you have to book, do you? Uh, you can walk in, but you got to stop. Like so, so there, yeah, there's a booking system uh, which you can do online or, or uh, phone in. But if you do walk in, like for example, now if you walk into Barry's right now, you'll be met at, at the front. There's a you only come in through the front or no through the, the rear doors. Um, you have to stop there. We take your your name and a, and a number of the lead person of that group for contact tracing, and then they're shown to a table. Clock starts, and away you go. Where's the clock? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> they, they, everybody has clocks or stopwatches everywhere. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the system the system automatically generates it, and we get a we get. Oh a yes, you got to walk. Yeah, hundred and five minutes. You got to go. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure you know in 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 good Douglas fashion we'd be a little bit lenient. I know that people know, are being lenient. There, like, you have to like. I mean, you got to give yeah, a take. I mean, you can't you can't be you know you can't be. I mean, if you come in and do you have anyone then moving to another table for another hundred and five minutes? Not that we saw, but apparently there was people who had other tables booked around Douglas yesterday. There's other fine premises around here. Moving from premises to, to premises. Yeah, yeah, but you know, look, um, you know, yesterday was day one. I'm sure things settled down from, they will. from now They'll on. They'll settle in. They'll settle in. All right. Good luck with everything. Thanks for coming okay, on there. Thank Appreciate you very much. Peter Bye. Collins of Barry's and Douglas. I uh, don't know what you make of that, Jen, but uh, that's exactly what he has to say on the matter. Not sure what you saw, um, but, you know, happy to read out emails and check with the companies that are involved in it just to give them the right of reply, as the fellow says. Talking about businesses reopening. Morning from Granny Griffin. Margaret and all of the team in Griffin's uh, restaurant. The restaurant's open again now. Yeah, I know that when I was out there, of course, the um, the uh, nursery and the flowers and the, you know, the garden equipment and all that, that was open, but the restaurant was shut, as restaurants were, but that's back now. It says, we're delighted to welcome all our customers back into our, into our doors, in our doors. Griffin's has changed their opening hours. Monday to Saturday and closed on Sunday. She says, uh, we're lucky that we have so much space and the team worked hard to extend the outdoor eating area into an all-weather covered area. So lots of space for everyone to be safe while enjoying Granny Griffin's home baking treats. Uh, And uh, everybody is invited back. Uh, and always great to catch up with old friends, she says. And that's from Margaret at Granny Griffin's. Um, of course, the, the actual garden centre is superb, but the restaurant is uh, the business. It really and truly is. Check it out. Go for an old spin and have a bit of food and buy some plants and shrubs and all sorts of stuff nice for the garden. Lines open at one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. Back after these. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 1850-104-106. Red FM. Maybe we'll, be look, we'll look back in a few months' time like we did with regards to the nursing home scandal and COVID-19. We'll look back in a few months' time when figures and numbers bounce up again and we'll look towards the airlines and the flights in and out of the country and people coming in on ferries and things like that and others going out on their holidays. Um, going in and out of Dublin Airport today, for instance, arriving into Dublin today, a flight from Vilnius, London Heathrow, London Gatwick, Washington, Porto and Glasgow. And going out, uh, London Heathrow, Doha, uh, New York, Chicago. Uh, so, um, you know, European and international to America. And that apparently, apparently that's every day. Isn't that right, Bernie? Every day. That's right. Yeah, every day out of Dublin. To the likes of the ones I mentioned, oh, Chicago, yeah, New York and Washington. Yeah, International flights, and then they they, they they want to go on holidays to Europe, where the cases are not so high at the moment, and they want us to go into, 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 into people coming in from America. But no one that's coming in, they're coming in from England. Do you know what I mean? But the ones coming in from America, for instance, are they coming in to go on holidays, or are they kind of essential workers, or what? I I don't really know about that, but I mean, he's saying he's advised us not to go on holidays. 
I have friends that have lost out flights money from Ryanair and Air Lingus because of this, and they can't go. And I'm going. I'm supposed to go on the 19th of July. Where I'm hoping to Alicante. And are you just waiting to see what happens, or are you looking well, for? I'm a re- I'm, no, I'm waiting to see what happens. I'm after canceling two flights there already. Yeah, yeah, we all right. do that. Yeah, we all do that. April. I'm still waiting to get money back since April. Yeah, and June. I have got that back yet. But we were just waiting to see what had happened. So the craziness of it is, you don't, you're not allowed to go. They're saying don't go on your own sun holiday. But we have flights yeah. coming in from a place that's rampant with the virus. America. Yeah, rampant, yeah. And then they said don't go. So I mean, mixed messages where you know people are losing money on this. And if we don't go on, on July, we'll do nine hundred eight thousand euros. But the people that are coming in from America, unless they're not, if they're not coming in for work, they're coming in to go on holidays when they should yes. be going into quarantine for two weeks. Yeah, but I mean, how how are you going to really know whether they are totally going into quarantine? No, you don't. Like, it's, you, you don't. Just, to take mean, the, just take the word for it. Just take the word for it. Yeah. I think I think the flight should be stopped to America and to England, where the cases are higher. Okay, thank you for that. Let me talk to Rory. Rory, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you doing? It says here that you're a key worker in the UK living in Ireland and you've been travelling back and forth throughout the quarantine. Pick up on your story there. Well, I work for a General Lighthouse Authority in the UK on one of their ships. I work three weeks on, three weeks off. Wow. So throughout the quarantine, we haven't stopped um, with what we do. It's very similar to what the Irish like to do here. It's, it's a key service. It's an emergency service. So I've been travelling back and forth three weeks on, three weeks off, since this all kicked off in March. And what's it like going in and out of airports? So the, the airports now have, have changed drastically in the Irish side. Not a huge quantity on the the British side, on the UK side. Um, they're very slow to react over there. They were very slow to lock down, as we all know. But, yeah, but uh, when you come, when you fly into Ireland, you fly, is it Cork or Dublin or what? Uh Throughout the quarantine, now it's had to be Dublin and um, to make my commuter flights. And do you have to fill in a time. declaration form, tell them where you're going and things like that? Every single time I've come back, I've had to complete the declaration. And every time I've come back, I've had it followed up with uh, at least a phone call from immigration officers in Dublin to find out if I'm quarantining, where I'm quarantining. Um, I've had colleagues that travel back and forth with me that have had the Gardaí come to the door to make sure that they were actually at home. Did you ever have a Gardaí call to the door? Uh, not to my door, Neil, no. Um, but as key workers returning to Ireland, because we're constantly on call, I mean, if there's an emergency, I could get a phone call now and have to be on the next flight out. But every we time that you came back from the UK home, did you have to go into a two-week quarantine? Uh, well, we're not required to because we are exempt from that because gotcha. I may have to travel yeah. suddenly for emergency purposes. Now, we do because everybody does. We've all got families at home, Neil. We've all got families we haven't seen in months. Um, you know, I missed my mother's 60th birthday over this, like, um, and not because I was a D, because I was quarantined when I came home. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But in but the UK, I, they're doing nothing like what you experienced in Dublin, you're saying? No, like, I'd, I'd arrive into Dublin with my declaration, and there's a little box you tick if you're exempt, and I tick the box, and I provide my documentation to prove my exemption. And you're told there, oh, yeah, okay, you qualify for your exemption, you're fine. You'll still get a phone call or a knock on the door a few days later, are you quarantined? And no, I have an exemption. Just because you have an exemption doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing it. Like, why aren't you quarantining? Yeah, yeah. You know, they they do kind of check it here. Whereas once you land in the UK, it is very much a free for all. Like you can travel through the airports here, land in the UK side, and then 
hop on their public transport with no face covering in it like that and they have no or they've had no minimum radius like we've all suffered the the two kilometers and the five kilometer limits i mean i've flown to, to newcastle and gotten a train to middlesbrough or flown to london that's and it and you're off on your way and they don't know where you're gone they had all sorts of problems with track and trace and that app that didn't work and things and okay so they're not doing the business at all you say Aer Lingus, Aer Lingus are great but you'll never fly ryanair why well, in all honesty, thinking back over the last 12 months, Neil, how many scandals have you had on your show involving, well, maybe not scandals, but how many stories have you had involving Ryanair? Most of the time it's Ryanair. Nearly, yeah. You nearly have one a month, I'd say. I mean, every, every time, every time you open the newspaper, there's something else, another slap in the face for the people from Ryanair. And with this lockdown, I mean, they were, they're great normally. They do very early morning flights. They do very frequent flights and cheap flights. They're great for people like me commuting. If you need to be in Bristol by nine o'clock tomorrow morning, Ryanair would normally get you there. But yeah. as soon as the quarantine started, they shut down most routes. They were running bare minimum flights at unusual times, discouraging people from flying, which in one way is right. But Did you ever come across on a ferry, though, back and forth? Oh, yeah. I've I've travelled with, um, not sure if I should name them, but I've travelled with both of the big uh, ferries ferry companies operating out of Ireland. And have you seen loads of caravans and tourists and mobile homes and SUVs and things coming in with tents stuff attached to them, no? No. Um, really? The busiest, ferry, the busiest ferry I seen was when I came back last time, which was about a week and a half ago. Um, that was the busiest ferry I'd seen. But all in all, excluding the freight, if there was 200 people on the ferry, it was a lot. 200 that, people that coming was, on their holidays, though? Uh, no, most of them were, were key workers like myself. All right, fair enough. Okay. And you visit lighthouses at sea, is it? Um, yeah, lighthouses, boys, channel markers, aids, navigation, marking wrecks, things like that. Um, it's a treacherous a job, isn't it? For, for sea surveying and stuff like that. I'm saying it's treacherous um, because you're out, you're putting your life at risk in all weather conditions. Well, we we do a lot of emergency response and stuff like that. I mean, the, the Irish Lightship here around Ireland, Grand Wales, they do the exact same thing. They've been operating in you know, some of the, the bad Atlantic storms we've had. They've run through this whole thing. There's three large lighthouse authorities looking after Ireland and the UK that that just don't stop, and they all do this exact same job. But we rely on, on the Aer Lingus and the Ryanair and Inroad Air and taxi, stuff like that, to, to get us and our goods moving, to keep our ships moving, yeah. to keep everybody safe. They're all automated now, though, aren't they, the, the lighthouses, pretty much? Uh they are, yeah. Um, they are all, all this automation does require maintenance. Though, of course so it does, yeah. Uncommon. But there's no, there's like years ago that people did three weeks on, three weeks off. Did you see that William Defoe movie, The Lighthouse? Did you watch that? I did, yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy but stuff? The, like the, the closest you'd get to that now would be Edison or Wolf Rock. You might put a maintenance team out there and they might be there two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, two lads in the movie went completely barmy, like totally insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's it was presented as an extreme, but when you talk to a few old lighthouse keepers, I think it was fairly common. To be honest. Wow, it was an amazing <laughs> film. It was a scary movie. Anyway, listen, good to catch up with you. Keep up the work. Appreciate the service you're providing. Thanks for that. Cheers, Rory. Thanks very much, Neil. 104 to 106 Red FM. This is the Neil Frienderville Show. Okay, text away to your heart's content while I just get through some emails here. You know, we were talking about yesterday uh, when we were talking about gift cards from Maham Point and issues involving Wirecard. 
um, who are um, being investigated in Germany now for accounting irregularities. But in the UK now, the restrictions on Wirecard have been lifted in the UK. People are in the same scenario as people are finding themselves here. Uh, because some people actually have credit cards that are connected to Wirecard also. But those restrictions have been lifted in the UK. I'd imagine something similar will happen here. So whatever you do, don't throw away your gift vouchers. Uh, yesterday, Finbar contacted the show saying that he was willing to honour the amount on Chris's gift card. You know, the Mahan Point one he had for €200 Euro that he couldn't spend in Mahan Point shops, even though he bought it there. Um, he, we put the two of them in touch yesterday. And Chris asked Finbar to make a €200 Euro donation to Marymount which he did. Chris and his wife were went to Mahon Point on Sunday to use the vouchers that they've had since Christmas. His wife tried to use them. They were told they're not accepting the vouchers from the company Wirecard who issued them because they're under investigation. They then went to the information desk to inquire and they were told, unfortunately, the company is under investigation and the vouchers cannot be used and they could not get a refund. So hold on to the card, yeah, because sooner or later... The restrictions, like in the UK, will be lifted here as well. But thank you so much, Finbar. He then went on and he made a 200 euro donation to Marymount. And he sent me and emailed me a copy of the receipt from Marymount University Hospital and Hospice for 200 euro paid out of his visa card. So fair play to you, Finbar. You're a mighty man and I thank you for it. Uh, And of course, there's a benefit to this. Marymount. Um, Meham Point were contacted by this program yesterday then with regards to the confusion of the gift cards and they said, we can confirm that our gift cards have been temporarily suspended until further notice. Um, which is kind of interesting. Temporarily suspended or until further notice. Uh, this is because Wirecard, who are the issuers of our card, had their license suspended by the UK financial regulator. We were informed of this late Friday 26th of June. We're awaiting updates. We sincerely regret this inconvenience to our customers. We'd like to assure our customers that we are working with our gift card partners to ascertain what impact this situation will have and we hope to resolve the situation and we'll do all we can. We'll advise you on our website when we have a further update and also let the show know. In the meantime, please refer to the FCA's website for further information. So, they're waiting on the UK financial regulator to give them guidance And now the UK financial regulator has lifted the uh, suspension of um, wirecard transactions, which means that it should happen here as well. Um, And maybe it has already. I was in Maham Point on Saturday. I was using a Maham Point gift card. I was informed in the store that they're not being accepted as there are issues with the company supplying the card. And it says, I asked the customer service desk why the cards were not active and did not get much info, only asked to leave my name and email. Maybe you can raise the issue on air. Well, I've done that, Annette, and I hope it helps. We shall see what happens throughout the coming days. I'd be very surprised if the decision wasn't reversed and you can use the cards again. So whatever you do, don't throw them away. Don't damage them. Right. Um, so Jen says she saw what she saw. Um, Peter Collins and Barry refutes all of her claims, apart from the claim of uh, staff not wearing masks because it is optional. But Damien, good morning. Hi, oh, yeah. How are you? You were in there, were you, yesterday? I was in there yesterday about two o'clock, yeah. Okay. Um, I went in there too. There was six of us there. We just went in for a grub. And we had, well, I had one point. The lads with me had two points. And um, I just, we, the girl that came up and solved us and turned around and said that, like, you have your 90 minutes and your maximum is two points, you know. 90 minutes? 105? Or a salary was 105. It was a salary, 70 minutes, sorry, whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, 
that was that's that's the way we would expect it to be. Staff lovely, have food yeah, just, and a drink you know, with your food. I just, but I just, yeah, I just heard it this morning, and I just seen that you know that I just thought they were wrong, you know, because when I went in there, like the girl came up and told us that you have your seventy minutes or you, and then you have your two points limit, you know. So I just thought that you were being wrong, you know. So I just is there it, a two point but, limit? Two points, yeah. Is that in Barry's? You didn't tell me that. In Barry's, yeah. There's a two-point limit, like you couldn't have three points in an hour. No, that's what she said, two-point limit. So if you looked for a third within your 105 minutes, you wouldn't get it? Well, I don't know if you get it. I didn't have a third. I just had one, so I don't know whether you would or not. A two-point limit. That's interesting, isn't it? Two-point limit, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, You had a bar at home, though, so I don't know why you bothered venturing out at all. Ah, it's nice, nice to go with me people, you know, me friends and that's what it was. My friend oh, and I had a dinner. Yeah. It was nice. It hadn't was nice. seen him hadn't seen him in months. Yeah, didn't see him in a while, yeah. And the bar at home, has that got draft and optics and everything? No, just draft, no optics. Just draft. You got a barrel somewhere, did you? Yeah, I got a barrel, yeah. I got a few barrels over the lockdown. Will you dismantle it now? No, I leave it up. I leave it up. And do you think your do you think your your socialising will change now that we're coming out the other side? Yeah, it will change. I won't go to the pub as often that I was going. I'll just have it that maybe have one or two at home in the weekend. One of the papers this morning was saying all the drinking at home is all very well, but there's nothing like a pint of draft in a bar. Well, to be fair, they're probably right, but. Um Draft at home is even nice as well, you know. And <laughs> you have to draft it off, yeah, yeah. Anyway, good to catch up with your buddy. You didn't see any of this, but you were there at two o'clock. She was there later. A uh, group of elderly men only ordering pints, no food at all. No. Well, I, when I was there, there was a good crowd there, you know, having lunch and, you know, they were ordering food. And some were drinking minerals, some were drinking tea. I know, I know, I know. That's the way we expect it all to be. It's just it's just yeah. what she's saying, you know, so... I, yeah, yeah. No, I just said, I, when, I, when I was there, it was all done professionally and it was done right, you know, so I just wanted appreciate to Appreciate that. Car, Fair so. play to you. Glad you, did, uh, glad you enjoyed and caught up with your mates. Thanks, Damien. Tosk, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? So you would adventure out as well. You went to the castle in Glanmire. That's right, yes, yes. Okay. And, uh, kind of initially, I was I was dubious about about going out at all, but I called yesterday uh, just to make an appointment to, to to book a table. So to be fair, they explained to me that uh, I need to be there. They, they were completely booked out from six o'clock, I think, until ten. So if I was there before six, there wouldn't be any problem. And you got there? I got there. Yeah, I got there because I work in town. So I was I was I, I made I made sure I got finished early yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, was it different? Like, talk to talk to me about the experience. Then less tables, less people. Yes, yes. I, I mean, normally I'd be one of these people. I, I like sitting at I like sitting at the counter. But no, there was no, there was no stools at the at, at the counter. It was extremely professional. All the staff were wearing uh, visors, and also uh, my name and telephone number uh, was was taken on the on the way in, and I was also uh, uh, escorted to to my table. But all done, I, I must admit, uh, Neil, in a very, very professional manner, very, very, very professional. And were you happy that they had visors on, or did you find that kind of like just a bit much? I mean, like no, because no, and I, I, I think, I think all to be fair, I think all the staff were very conscious about it because uh, everybody was smiling. You know, I, I prefer the visor to the to yeah, because you can mask. see if they're really smiling did. or scowling. Yeah, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> but uh, no, the and the the atmosphere, the atmosphere. There was a great buzz there, but 
uh, the social distancing was absolutely uh, top class inside there. It, the whole experience was very professional. Very was, there professional. A, was there a two-point limit, do you know? I don't. I I had to. <laughs> I I had to. Now I had to go after that. But to be quite honest with you, I would have liked to stay a bit longer. <laughs> Maybe next but, uh, time. Maybe no, next they, time. they were getting quite busy at that time. And to be fair, uh, you know, it was explained to me that uh, after six, that that, that they had bookings basically for that they were you know, for all. You the, had uh, to sling had, your uh, hook on the basis that they let yes. you in, so that they'd know that you'd be gone by six, and you complied. Absolutely. In fairness, absolutely. Yeah. Well done. But, Thanks. Uh, I thought that the whole experience, it, it was actually, it was very continental. You know, it, it, you know, there was nobody kind of bunched at the bar. Everybody was sitting at the, at, at the tables and obviously the, the tables were, were, were apart two metres apart. Well done know? to them all down in the castle. Fair play. Well, I, Thanks, I, 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 I think to be fair to them, you know, to be fair to the pubs, I mean, they've been closed a long time and, you know, I, I mean, it, it was only their first day back yesterday and I, I, I thought to myself, if they can keep that standard right through, I mean, uh, if you can hear it, all, all, the, all gotcha. the, 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 gotcha. the regulations, gotcha. it's going to be brilliant. Fair play. Thanks, Toss. Um, um, and again, I uh, didn't know of a, a two-point two point rule. It'd be good to get more calls on that if that's... Uh, you know what, the, like Jen says, she saw what she saw. Peter Collins says it isn't true. This, these things didn't happen. But like by any stretch of the imagination, if there were a bunch of eight guys who were all together, like maybe having a few pints, I hope to God I don't get into trouble with those... Eight elderly men. Next time I'm in there, but anyway, uh, you know Apache Pizza with the with the peanuts from earlier on this morning. It's very much a consumer affairs program this morning, isn't it? Um, and uh, a girl who nearly went into anaphylactic would have gone into anaphylactic shock if she had eaten it uh, because there was peanuts involved in the in the pizza. You wouldn't think that, like, but um, uh, a very very astute staff member at Apache Pizza actually noticed in the comments box that she said that she had allergies. Uh, we contacted Apache Pizza. It's the Kinsale branch. They came back and said, yes, this did in fact happen. The order in question had ordered items that may contain nuts, such as our flamed grilled burger. When ordering in-store, we have a nutritional booklet available for any customers to view. Similarly, this is online as well, which clearly states that some of our products contain nuts. Uh, I'll send you screenshots. Customers are also advised on the bottom of the menu as well as online to net, let us know of food allergies. In store itself, we have a sign stating to inform us of allergies when you walk in. The lady obviously informed in the comments uh, and we saw that she had a nut allergy and offered a full refund. She would have, was advised that although she could remove the item containing nuts, that we do not work in a 100% um, nut-free environment. However, when making your order, we could pre-sterilize everything for her and just remove the item containing nuts from her order. However, she chose the refund. Hope this helps. Let me know if you have any other questions. That's the way to handle things now. That is incredible customer service and fairness. Um, you know, coming back to me as fast as you did it, I appreciate that. They're on top of their game there. Um, and then somebody sent me a photograph. It's not as if um, issues involving the A&Es ever went away. Dan says, I thought you might like to see this, Neil. My mother was brought into CUH with a broken hip. At 20 to 6 yesterday, she was still sitting in an ambulance at 20 to 9. I mean, imagine that. Three hours. Not the only ambulance with patients sitting in it. I thought the A&D problem had been solved when COVID struck. No beds, no trolleys, nothing changes. Um, we contacted the HSC, and as soon as we contacted the HSC, Dan's mother was admitted to the A&D immediately. But uh, the photograph that I'm glad to have been able to help there, Dan... Um, Fair play to the gang here. The photograph that he sent me is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ambulances. Seven of them that I can see in the photograph. Uh, all waiting 
to uh, um, dislodge patients into the A&D service. Seven ambulances. Insane, isn't it? Imagine when things get busy. Lines open one eight fifty one zero four one zero six. In an effort also to talk about new businesses opening up and people opening up after COVID nineteen, let me get another couple of calls in on that right across the week. Among some Hugh German who's got T and H catering. Morning, Hugh. What's it all about? Good morning, Neil. It's Good to morning. help. It's to help small businesses get up and running post COVID. Well, I was um, listening to you talking to Peter Collins earlier, and having worked in one of his kitchens many years ago in Barry's, um, they run a great show there. Yeah. Um, one of the problems with um, pubs and restaurants and what have you, but specifically pubs, I suppose, um, and we were thinking about this even pre-COVID because we found a little company pre-COVID called uh, Teenage Catering Consultancy, as you said, um, and it's to help pubs that don't do food, that have to do food, right. to help them to set up properly. An awful lot of them, are, they're very good at setting the pub up, but when it comes to the, the, the food side, the food side of things is very tightly run nowadays and, and the health side of it and, and everything else. Um, so we're there to sort of basically make sure that they do it correctly to begin with. We help with a lot of, lot of aspects. There's a lot of aspects as in um, training of, of um, their clients and or, sorry, their, their um, Staff, workers yeah. is a very important aspect. Um, we help with menu uh, selection dependent on the, where they are. We're based in Cork, but we do this nationwide. You so know? you would plan a menu, but on top of that, you'd also have to design a kitchen and instruct them with regards to proper health and safety protocols and things. Absolutely, yeah. And one of the, one of the mistakes an awful lot of these places make is that they design their kitchen first and then work everything else out. In actual fact, you design your kitchen around your menu. So your kitchen is one of the last things you design, but it has to be put together so that you minimise um, time and maximise production of uh, based on the menu that you are, you're, you're producing. But your menu has to be based on your type of clientele as and well. And are you expecting more bars now want to incorporate food? Because I would have thought, like, food's a nightmare and the profits are tiny in food. Like, So why would they want to do that? Well, you'd be very, very surprised. Um, I, I think even pre-COVID, um, we, we formed the company because we believe that an awful lot of places are going to close, we're going to close, if they didn't do food. Food is food is, is, is the way pubs are going to have to go to a large extent. It's obvious that certain parts of the country, um, dependent on geography really, that it's not going to work and they won't, it won't work. But um, food now tends to take over a larger percentage of the turnover than um, drink. So it's inevitable then that pubs will have to incorporate food because people's social experience is changing so fastly. And it probably will we change, think so. you think, and it'll change faster now as we come out the other side I of this. I think so. I, I think, yeah, we're going to lose an awful lot of pubs. Why anyway, don't, I mean, COVID. I often wondered, why wasn't it allowed for people to order in, I mean, this isn't a question for you, but say a pub that wanted to open that didn't have a kitchen, that they could use Deliveroo or Just Eat or something. They do, in actual fact. Um, I, I, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember who, but it does happen. That's a great Australian trait. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, yeah. because uh, I think more because of the laws out there governing food. But um, and uh, um, I know that there's a, a pizza woman somewhere in this country opened up a pizza um, uh, shop, basically. And all she does is makes pizzas for four or five um, local pubs because they don't do food. There you go. I mean, that, I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. But for anyway, for those that do want to get involved in it themselves, you do it. You're a startup company that does everything in that regard. We do. We do. We we help them to to we minimise the mistakes um, that can be made in the business. And if you if you start making mistakes from day one, 
it's, catch up is very difficult. It's all patches and plasters after that, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we, we know, judging by our roads, that patches and plasters don't work. There you go. So if there are pubs out there that are thinking of adapting, what should they do? They, well, they can get on to us on tomandhugh.ie. That's our website. And um, our email address will be uh, tomandhugh at consultant. Good stuff, my friend. I'll compose those okay. details online as well. Listen, good luck with it. Appreciate you taking Thanks the Thanks very call. much indeed, Neil. Cheers. Thank you. T&H Catering Consultancy. Two guys, Tom Keaveney and Hugh German. Brand new business, 40 years experience in the culinary arts, as the fellow says. Lines are open. If you've got a startup, if you've got a new business or you're coming out of COVID, do get in touch initially by text or by email. We may well then follow up with a call. Back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. A buddy of mine sent me a video this morning. It's just absolutely nuts. It's bizarre. It's uh, some kind of a house party that was going on. He says it's a, it's a video out of Limerick. I don't know how true that is, but he, they claim that it's a, a COVID-19 party in a small little three-bedroom semi. Um, I actually gave up on the video at one stage. Um, I haven't seen it all the way through, but I'll send it on to Brenda. I don't know if we can use it or not. But I was watching it. Two, two Gardaí um, standing at the door. Um, and, uh, you know, then a, a male guard comes along and he goes into the house, right? And then you see the people starting to come out. And I started counting them as they were coming out. And I got to 10 and they were just walking one after the next after the next. And I got up to about 25. I said, that's probably it now. There's probably nobody more left in there. And there was a little pause for three or four seconds and then more. Then I went to 30 and then 35 people came out and then 40. Believe me, I thought that's as many now as you can get into this three bedroom house. And then 45, 50, 55. 60 and they just kept traipsing out of the house the guards had broken up a covid party got to 60 and i said that's it like that's got to be the max then there was a little bit of a delay 62 64 66 68 69 and it stopped at 69 i think uh, unless there was some stragglers so 69 young people you know anything from i suppose 17 to 19 or 20 69 of them trooped out of this small little house don't know when over the last couple of days um, when the guards went in to break it up, 69 people inside in the house. I mean, you just couldn't make this kind of nonsense up. You really couldn't. Anyway, uh, I might be able to share that. I'm not sure the way things are now with GDPR, but believe me, I saw it and I counted them myself with my own eyes um, and ran out of fingers. And good morning. Good morning, Neil. You're fuming this morning. Why? I am, that's right. Uh, my friends rang me there yesterday. Um, they were going to a pub on the south side. They were after booking a table out there, you know? Yeah. So when they went out there, the place was jam-packed. There was bounces at the door. When they went in, they had their meal, their lunch. Their lunch cost 10.60. They were drinking water. 10.60. 10.60 for their lunch. Okay. Yeah. 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 One night, they were drinking water with their lunch. One of my friends got three pints. Do you left going on out there? That they do. Okay, uh, a three-point so, deal for how much? Uh, well, you can get fosters for nine euro, and you can get a drink there ten euro. That's enough. Oh, three pints for a tenner. That's like two. Get two pints, get one free. All right, that's, that's a good right. deal. That's yeah. a good deal. It is. It is. Yeah, but there was then um, I was at home. Then I said, you know, do I go and have a look myself? Which I did, and I went in there and I got was absolutely jam, jam-packed. 
would have been like no session inside town nightclub. You saw this now with your own two eyes. This isn't your yes, your buddy thing. You walked into yes. the pub. And yeah. when you say it was jammed, what do you mean by that? Like, so they had taken loads of tables out and people couldn't stand at the bar? That's correct. They have. The people all over the place were standing. Were they? Yeah. Standing? Yeah. Standing. In groups? Yeah, they were. And sitting groups, yes. Standing yeah. around in groups drinking pints? They were, yes. So yeah. how did they eat standing up, like, with a pint in their hand? Well, they could have eaten before that, but they the back then as well, you know? Smoking area back yeah. Would you say there was too many people in there? Oh, there was. It was like Sasha night inside the nightclub. Yeah. Totally, totally packed all together. So I just would you have been would you have been able to would you have been able to move from one part of the bar to the other without bumping into anybody? Oh, Jesus, night, no one. I was bumping into everyone, anyone. Yeah, I couldn't even get out to the ladies. I left straight away. Then why well, don't I actually just took two sips? I had so much a shock. I took two sips um, of my look and put it down. Which went and you left. Yeah, yeah. So it's this fast. this is this is how coronavirus will spike again on the exactly. south side. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is this will do it. Like this is this is your oh, only God. man for COVID now. Yeah. Yeah. And did you oh, say it yeah. to the doorman on the way out or anything? I think that was too much a shock, Neil. And my friends were the same as well. They left as well. But they did have a menu there and people had to... I just want to be fair to them. I know we're contacting the public question. They did have a menu with lots of different offerings on it? Oh, they did. did. Was there a lot of food on the tables and things? There was. There was, yes. So it sounds as if there was just too many people and they were allowed to stand and move around. Like I, like I rang them on my friends, you know, another friend of mine to say to come out and have a look. And she came to the door and said the place is packed inside. There's no one else can get in. Packed inside? That's she exactly, rang me, yeah. That's exactly what it's not supposed to be, packed inside. So I left. I left with her then, yeah. So everybody, yeah, so everybody that could sit was sitting, but then there were lots of others standing. Standing as well, yeah. Yeah, well, that's just tearing the. That's just tearing it. That's like tearing in a new one now. That kind of carry on, you know. It really of course, is, yeah, you know? yeah. Anyway, we're yeah. we're in touch with them, but I imagine they'll deny it, you know. But you say you saw it with oh, your yeah. own eyes. Oh, I did. I did. And and all I adults was it like? What time was that at? Well, half three. I went out. What time? Half past three. I was there. It was jammed at I half three in the afternoon. It was yes. Yeah. And one of my friends were there then um, on closing time last night. And, you know, like, to see, to observe. Yeah, it's half a tree on closing time. And they weren't even asked to go. And it's, you know? Yeah, but you don't know the same people were there at half three and at closing time. You see, you don't, you don't know that. Well, I don't know. That's, that, that's what they said to me, that they were there. Yeah. That, that they saw the same yeah. people there at half three and at closing time? At closing time, yeah. Oh, for God's sake. That's insane. Yeah. So they want us to leave, you know? That's insane. Like, th- what, that That if you order food, that's your cost of entry, but you can stay then as long as you want. Oh, you can stay. You don't even have to leave. All right, girl. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's very disappointing because uh, if it's it happening is. in one place, you can be sure it's happening in others that kind of carry on. And no guards oh. or health inspectors Definitely or anybody? No, no, that's what I was saying to the girls. I was saying if, if the guards came in there, you know, like they've shut down straight away. Our health and safety walked in. 
Okay. You All know? right. Okay. Well, yeah. you but saw it. You saw it. Okay. And you're happy to. Uh, you're happy to relay what you saw. Let me just check with them. Oh. I don't want. I don't want to name them until I give them an opportunity to respond. So we'll see what they have to say on the matter. Yeah. All right. Okay, okay. All right, but that's what you saw. Appreciate it. That's very disappointing. It really and truly is. Uh, people just not uh, living up to the spirit of what we've been asked to do. It doesn't surprise me. You know, it really doesn't. The world we live in, 69 people have been taken out of a little three-bedroom house at a COVID party. I mean, that, I mean, it's actually quite laughable to look at things like that. Catherine, good morning. Hello, Niall. How are you? Yes, face masks are mandatory on public transport. And in the next week or two, they will announce how much the fine will be. Yeah, I just wanted just to highlight a few extra points that might pe- people mightn't have thought about, just a few concerns I have. Yeah. Um, I understand that in the old public health is paramount, safety is paramount and all that. Um, but, um, for instance, I there's people with asthma, and I presume there are other medical conditions as well, and how are they going to be accommodated wearing a face mask? Um, I bumped into this woman there before, a couple of weeks ago, and she was actually, uh, I could hear her cutting her breath and she told me she had asthma and she was terrified at the thought of being forced to wear a face mask. And then there are people who have no other option but to use public transport and they will now be forced to comply whether it will kind of go against their medical condition. But, but, or not but, but, but explain to me, are you saying that these are the, that masks are a hazard to these people, is it? I, I, I would suspect they would be, yeah. Um, I, w- I would be concerned, yeah, they would, because I have heard that they can restrict breathing because they're bound to because they're... Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. Somebody, someone yeah, who's asthmatic would. on a bus yeah. needs extra protection, and that would include masks. Otherwise, an asthmatic shouldn't be on a bus. Well, I thought that's a point as well. See? But, um, but at the same time, um, this woman, well, I, when she didn't say she'd asked, I think she was diabetes, she said actually... Same thing, you know, same rule applies. Yeah, yeah, well, she was, either, I don't suffer from diabetes now, but, um, she was saying about the face mask that, that she was terrified at the thought of wearing it, that she was restricted to breathing. And that just got me very concerned. Um, the other thing too is, is that when we were at the height of the virus, um, during the, uh, before, during and before the lockdown, the government was advising against wearing face masks. So was the WHO. They were saying that people couldn't, if when they're not properly trained, when they're not medical, that they could actually end up infecting themselves with the virus. Yeah, yeah. because you'd be touching your face. Exactly, yeah, and there's there's no training involved with any of this. And it's just, it's causing, for me, it's causing confusion. And it's bringing down the trust. And like, kind of, as you said there now, I mean, there are different points to this. I just wanted to open up the discussion about the whole thing. As to whether you think that masks are necessary. um, Well, I think there's pros and cons to everything. Uh, like and and um and I'm just as I said I don't think that there's enough of a discussion around what's the best way to go forward, especially on one hand we've been told for ages not to wear a mask and now all of a sudden they're telling us wear a mask yeah, and if yeah, you don't yeah. you're going to get fined. Yeah, and like a man by the fact back in April, Leah Racker actually said that if they were going to introduce masks they would be advisory they would never be compulsory and now here we are completely opposite. Right. And then the other question is, who's going to enforce this? Are they going to have guards and buttons? How much is it going to cost? They're just all questions that I would... And like, we're now beyond the peak of the virus. It's pra- practically not in the community right now. And now they're introducing the masks. 
You know, you would think it was going to have to peak. It's to keep it that way when people are travelling around more, you see, and going over and bringing more people in from overseas, that masks would be a precaution. And as more people go back to work and use buses, that you'll also mean you'll be able to use more of the bus with the mask rather than the kind of limited seating that's there now. Mind you, I have seen photographs from onboard airplanes over the last 24 hours, particularly Ryanair flights, where they seem to be sitting in all of the seats. Uh, it makes no sense, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, what you're saying, you know. One. Yeah, I mean, I just feel that there's not enough discussion at all about this. There's not enough training from the government how to use the mask. There's not enough. Ah, but you're a mask is easy. Like, you just put it around your nose. Or well, around, around your well, if you talk to some of the medical doctors, they would they wouldn't fully agree with you there. I mean, if, if people have to be told how to dis- that they need to disinfect them, for instance. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a medical person. So, um, they're, 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 and, and like, I mean, I was one of the people that rushed out of the sack to buy a mask um, right at the beginning before the lockdown. And um, just since I discovered, I thought when I was buying the mask that I was, it would protect me, but yeah. actually it's to protect other people. I mean, basically, it's, it's basically like the masks are like a chain link fence trying to stop flies with. You know, I wasn't aware of that. The, the, the virus is so tiny, they can get through the pores of the mask. So... I just, as I said, I just feel that there isn't enough. Let's see if other people agree or disagree with you. But uh, right now, it's mandatory to wear them on public transport yeah. in the yeah. next couple of weeks. Thanks for that, Catherine. In the next couple of weeks, you will be fined if you don't. Um, again, supporting Cork businesses. Wondering if you would mind giving a big shout out to Aidan and all of the team at the workshop in Ballygarvan. They put in hard work uh, over the last few weeks building for safety COVID measures. And they gave the place a complete makeover. It's easy just to call it. It would be easier to call it a day. But Aidan has staff that he cares about, a business he's proud of, and a backstory behind it. The workshop is a great family-run tea room for people from all over Cork and further afield to meet up and catch up for coffee, lunch, homemade desserts in a unique setting. I'm of the opinion, especially now, it's even more prevalent to support all businesses, but especially small independent businesses, to give them the boost that they need to get back on their feet. A shout-out would be uh, greatly appreciated. Thanks, Neil, says Pat McDonough. Uh, as we wish well and we send good wishes to Aidan and all of the team at the workshop in Ballygarman. My sister's having the same problem of many of your callers. Her husband and her two children are due to fly to Portugal next week with Ryanair. And because their flight is still going, they're not entitled to a voucher or a change of flight without charge. We were booked the following week and our flight was cancelled, so we will get a refund. It's so unfair on my sister and her family. They don't want a refund and we'll be happy with a voucher for next year. I don't know how anyone would be able to go on holidays after being off for three months on COVID payment and not accruing any holidays while off. So for many, it's just not possible, says Jackie. Morning, I booked through Travel Republic to go to Portugal on the 20th of July. We were going to a water park hotel outside the town, and now the water park is closed and transfers to and from the airport not running. So basically, it's a room with a child for a week with nothing to do. I received an email Friday asking me to sign a COVID waiver to confirm I'm travelling against Foreign Office Advice, Department of Foreign Affairs. If flights and hotels are operational, then I can't get any refund or can't rebook on different dates. I must wait now 14 days prior to departure before they'll speak to me about it again, says Tara, who booked through Travel Republic. And myself and my family are due to go to Lanzarote on Tuesday the 7th, due to come home on the 21st with Aer Lingus. Aer Lingus contacted me to offer us a change of flights without a fee or a voucher due to the uncertain times we're in. Before I received this email, we always had the option to change with them without a fee. Ryanair are not only charging a fee to change each flight, they're charging an additional €30 Euro to people that already have a bag booked to transfer the bag onto a new flight. Our government needs to do something about all of this with Ryanair. 
They're advising us against non-essential travel. Our travel insurance won't cover us if something was to happen to us on holidays. And yet we lose our money if we listen to the government and we don't travel. Also, Jane says, our accommodation will not open. They sent us an email to say that they're not opening. Um, so we have nowhere to stay when we get there, even if we do travel. That makes it so unfair, doesn't it, on people who just don't want or can't go. Um, lines open at 1-850-104-106. Um, just get back to the phone lines, get as much in as we can between now and midday. Jim, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I didn't see it, my friend, because I was down Kerry Way, but it was an RT Investigate show last night, was it? There was, and I think I think the second part of that tonight, I, 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 I'm open for correction in that. Neil. Is it worth watching? But, it is? Um, oh, of course, but it's very disturbing. Um, there's sadness, there's joy, um, but, but I, I don't know, I, I, I was actually broken after seeing the tell the truth, I was broken, and I'm a tough individual, I can take a lot of criticism when it's due, but, you know, my, the, the reason why I'm phoning you, uh, Neil, and I'm putting out this call to every town in Cork County, I'm talking to, about, I'm talking to the people of Cork City, wouldn't it be just wonderful? We're quick to protest about this and that. Wouldn't it be just wonderful to have a designated day and time, it's only for a few hours, to stand outside every one of these hospitals with placards saying thank you to the staff inside? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, they did, they did great work in fairness to them and we... Certainly, we, we, certain, we certainly applauded them and thanked them all along through the, that's, the last three months or so. Is that not that's, enough, that's no? All, that's all going through the media. We, we, certainly, we certainly did applaud them. But there was individuals who didn't applaud them. There was individuals who stood outside the, the gates of CUH and protested over conditions of the, this and that. That's another day. I'm not interested the in that. The last protest in the CUH that I remember was the family protesting about their man. Yeah. And that's gone. And that's gone. Forget about it. I don't want to, I don't want to be negative. I want to be positive. Wouldn't it be great for these workers, cleaners, porters, doctors, nurses, uh, you name it, be going into work and see people standing outside the gate saying thank you? Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it? Yeah, it certainly wouldn't do any harm. In fairness, yeah, I think to, I think it would be fantastic. Would you then? Would you then stand outside Tesco and stand outside Dunn's and stand outside your local pharmacy and stand outside all of the other shops that stayed open to provide we're essential telling, services? We're telling, them, we're telling them people. Well, I am. Mean, I'm telling those people every day that I go into these places that they're wonderful. They they, they know exactly how we feel. They, they know there's only a couple of individuals that will criticise. But you see, we're we're, ta- we're talking about. On that program last night, there, there, there was the majority of it was was sorrow, was sorrow, and Jesus, my, I, I, look, I, I, as I say, I was broke. I'm just putting it out there. I'm going. I, you, the, you saw what you saw made you think the way you're thinking now that we need to what, what I, what say I saw, thank you in saw, person outside what, hospital gates. What I saw, what I saw last night, and and people must remember this. And we, you were just talking about a house party. I saw the video that where there was 16 or 70 people came out like, no, there were teenagers. Every one oh, of them was that the, Did you see the same one as me then? 69 of them. Did you count them? Yeah. I saw, I saw two Ben Gaddy going up to the door and then there was a, a, yeah. a, 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 another member and then went up to the door and like, it started off with three or four girls going to the door. That was the start of the video. 69 came out. 69. Yeah. Well, you see, it's either pure, pure ignorance or they don't understand 
Well, the, the front of the the front of the independent this morning is saying that you're seeing there's an increase in COVID positive tests again now. Okay, that's yes. don't know where, yes. but the independent is saying that um, it, okay, it's people coming into the country for sure. It is right. That's travel related clusters. Some fella came back from Iraq and he infected the people up in the northwest. But they also said that there's an increase in cases. Uh, of the virus in young people flouting rules. So an example of young people flouting rules is 69 of them being marched out of a three-bedroom semi. Yes, yeah. and before before RT showed this program last night, I was watching another channel, I think it was on Channel 4, Italy. They, they, filmed, they filmed a hospital too when it broke out. And it, it, it focused in on an 18-year-old young lad, a fine, healthy young lad, and he got it. He got the COVID-19. And he came through, but my God, the day he left that hospital, he, he showed him in bed when he, was, he had the symptoms of it. And he was a fine, strong lad, 18 years of age. I'd say he was six foot odd. But they showed him coming out of the hospital after he recovered. There was a frame of the young fella there, Neil. There was a frame of him. That's all was there, a frame of him. He, the man, he, 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 was, he couldn't walk or need it. And like, he must go through at least 12 months of physiotherapy. That's right. The recovery can be uh, can be very the, the long. Recovery, like that young fellow's life is on hold for at least two, if not three years. Multiple organ failures, you name it. And they're homed in on, on, a, on a patient last night. Joe was his name. And uh, my God, he one day he was. They showed him, and he was eating. He he's he's, he's dinner in front of him. I see, some te- I see some texts, and we should be so nice to doctors. It was a very sad show. I watched it last night. Somebody else says they're filling in and staying with people who are dying. Um, it, they, 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 these, these nurses in St. James Hospital in Dublin. Pharmacists are not staying with people dying alone in hospitals. You're wrong there, Neil. Things like that. Yeah. yeah, but look. But no, no, in the sense that I'm saying, would you also have a placard for pharmacists and people working? These people, you see, what do you and she's, saying, she's saying to me, hang on a second, pharmacists aren't staying with people dying alone in hospital and trying to save people's lives in ICU. I understand what she's saying. Yeah, of course, but we're dealing with these pharmacists, these shop, shop walkers, and, and by God, they, they, they deserve some credit, we know, but we'll tell them that every day at the checkout, we'll tell them at the front door, but we don't see the hospitals every day, thank God. No, I, 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 I have been, I have been in contact with the CUH and the Salton family over the last five or six weeks. I had a, a, an operation, and and I see, I see firsthand. But like there was a nurse, they filled, they, they finished up last night with this program. I'm sorry for taking up all your time now, but they, they they finished up last night with some of this program. And a young nurse, I'd say she was about thirty, thirty one, and she said, "Oh God, if this will come back, I don't think can I go back to work. I don't think I can." No, she was a fine, healthy woman. She didn't get it. But she was worn to a thread. The woman was worn. She could not face. And remember, like another part of the program last night, they, they showed these two nurses that were looking after a man. He, he was in his 80s. And they were talking to him, but he, obviously enough, he's gone into a coma and he, 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 was, in, he, was, he was near death. Sorry for being so graphic, but he was, he was, he was near death. And do you know what they had to do when he died, Neil? Not a no one looking after him. They had, to, they had to put him into two body bags. In, in, in that side, after being, right. for, after being cared for a man. After being cared for a man. There was, there was one more individual. I oh, think no. Paddy was in them. He was 97 those years Those coffins, age. those deaths, those funerals, yeah. yeah. You know, this is the point I tried to make. For one couple of hours on a designated day, every hospital in the company... You, 
me? I am. I. I'm going to meet somebody here in my hometown in York today sometime, and I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to see. Can we do it outside the York Community Hospital? Let's see what people think of the idea. And again, you're talking to someone who hasn't seen it just yet, but Greta has. Greta, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Do you watch part Uh, one? You did? I saw it last night, and I look forward to seeing tonight's as well, while it is very, very sad. And fair play to the nurses, doctors, staff, everybody um, are doing a fantastic job. We all have to agree that. But what what I think is all the people they showed last night were elderly people. And or maybe most of them were elderly. It's the young people they should show show us, and they should show it to the young people. I saw that video a while ago of the crowd coming out of that house. Sixty nine of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I to be honest with you, I last track in at, at, at sixty something, and I, I saw the guys going in. I saw the guys coming out. I saw all of that. But any of those have no respect for us elderly people that either are either elderly, have health conditions, are carcooning or whatever. I bet you any one of those did not see that programme last night. It could be their parents, it could be their sister, it could be their grandparents. But if they saw it, it would be a definite eye-opener to them. Yeah, I know. We, we understand it. They don't we think... We know it. Yeah. But they, they, they don't, I don't know, is it that they don't appreciate it? Are, are what, but they should be set, the same program should be made with younger people and they should be put set down in front of it and make But that watch. video, that video, I know you're so right in that regard, that video of the 69, wherever it was, that could be, that, that's the kind of carry-on they have up in the college road for weeks and weeks now. It, yes. That's what they're yes. putting up with. Yes. I believe that, uh, yeah, I agree with, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. And I mean, I know we shouldn't have to do, I know, our hands are tied, I'd say, but we shouldn't have to be doing it. And I mean, there is no doubt, and listening to Dr. Hulahan speaking at night on the television, we are going to get an, a, another outbreak of it. And this will break the country. It will break everything. It will, okay. jobs, everything will go. Okay. And people, and it's the young people now that are without the jobs. They won't have a hope in hell of getting jobs. If we get a second outbreak. Okay, I'm going to park it there. Thank you both. Passionate words from Jim and also from Greta. Bear in mind, I haven't seen it, but he is saying that there could well be an appetite for people to um, just go to hospitals at a designated day all over the country with placards just with the two words, thank you. Your thoughts on that? Text 0868104106. On, uh, with regards to the Southside Bar, we spoke to the owners of the bar. It's the Harp Bar we were talking about. And they said that um, the claims that were made on air by and are not true. They say there was social distancing. Um, we were also told that the guardie visited the bar. Uh, the pub said that the guards did visit, but they only visited to check out that they were following health and safety guidelines. I uh, gave them an opportunity to come on air, but they declined, which is fine by me, but at least they responded and they refuted it. Much like Barry's refuted the issues of uh, people drinking pints and not eating food, the Harp said that um, what Anne saw or was speaking about, they deny. They said there was social distancing, contrary to what she said she saw in the pub yesterday. Somebody else said by text here that a buddy of his went in uh, to a Southside bar at one o'clock 
and he fell out the door at closing time. Uh, we'll pick up on that and lots more besides uh, in the morning. So you can text 0868104106. I don't have time for shout outs. Come back after the break and I'll tell you about a couple of gifts we have. The Neil Prendival Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 1850-104-106. Yes, indeed. The guards did visit the pub and we've checked with them. Then in fairness to them, the bar said that the, that the guards did also. The guards did visit the bar. They were compliant and they checked their books and all was up to standard. And that's response from Garda Press. So um, it's amazing what one person says and what one person sees. I, I don't know, but the pub certainly was compliant yesterday, in fairness to them. But it's always worth checking. Meanwhile, our lines will stay open. Now, I'll do a whole sh- a whole shout-out, a load of uh, requests and dedications tomorrow. And on Friday, for you and whoever you choose to take with you, two nights bed and breakfast with an evening meal at the Moorings, I popped in there yesterday, last night, and it's in great shape. They're doing food and everything, and all the physical distancing's there, and everything's ready to go. So you have two nights bed and breakfast, one evening meal at the Moorings in Port McGee. Bottle of Port McGee whiskey. I've got a voucher for the beauty salon, and I've got uh, two entrances for the Skellig experience as well. You can book directly yourself at moorings.ie and see what a beautiful part of the world it is uh, right down on the uh, Wild Atlantic Way. But for today, my phone lines are open now. We'll take callers on one 850 I'm going to give away some more Clancy's lunch vouchers. Um, and I think they're like 50 euro, 40 or 50 euro vouchers for lunch for two people. Tomorrow, we're going to dig into the three-course meal with for four. We've got five of those to give away, uh, and we'll get into those tomorrow and on Friday. But our phone lines are open now for the lunch vouchers for Clancy's, the lunch vouchers, and also some vouchers for the Elm Tree. We'll give away one or two of those. And for just for men, men want to get uh, manicured on the Grand Parade. Uh, and for every other prize and competition that we have, we'll do it for shout-outs tomorrow. So you can text 0868104106 for a shout-out or indeed follow me on Instagram and leave your message there. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.